Top Shelf Fantasy. Uh, podcast 100. 100. Let's go. Woo! We got a century on coming up. And my shot glass just got so excited, it splurged So he's over yelling over. at me the entire time, you spill everything on my laptop. I, a, get, I get so excited about it. <laughs> Tommy Tadpole's one <laughs> freaking whore. I mean, yeah, it just, it, it just came out. I mean, we've all been there. It just, just preed. Yeah, just preed a little bit. So 100, this is a massive milestone. Yes. We want to we thank you guys by destroying our livers. We're going to do this for you. This is all for you, you Damien. So in case you didn't know, format Centurion Challenge. We just made it up for ourselves. Power Hour, but it's 100 minutes instead of 60. We're about to bring you the top 100 at various different positions. Yeah, so we're doing the top 20 quarterbacks, top 30 running backs, top 10 tight ends, and then top 40 wide receivers to finish it out. And that is as of week five that is in the books. On an Per game average, minimum games, three games played. Right. So right. you you'll have guys like CMC who aren't eligible. Bar- Barkley's not eligible at all. So right. I mean, do we get? Should we do it? And do yeah. we? Let's do it. We go. Every time I switch lanes, it feels Teddy Bridgewater comes in at quarterback twenty. We're gonna go from the twenty to the number one quarterback. He has had a pretty decent season so far. Uh, had 27 points in week four, 20 in week five. Took the first three weeks a little bit to get going. And then, uh, you know, it, it seems as though that he's going to get himself going uh, the rest of the year. I think that uh, the new offense that they put together has been pretty good. Um, rule there that the head coach seems to have a pretty good idea with what he wants to do with him. He's loving Robbie Anderson this year. Um, you know, passed for over 300 yards twice. Over 250 yards two other times and really only had one stinker of a week, and that was against the Chargers. So this week they got Chicago. Coming up after that, they have the Saints, Atlanta, KC. Those are all pretty good matchups. Ted Bridgewater, quarterback 20, looking pretty good. Yeah. This is a long minute. I mean, Bridgewater is too close. 60 seconds. (laughs) 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 Woo! Take your drinks, boys. Quarterback 19 coming at you, Carson Wentz. Uh, really not startable unless you're in a two-quarterback format at this point, but I think we've said it a lot on the podcast, not entirely his fault. If he could get his offensive line to figure it out and block for him for more than one second, he could easily skyrocket up this list. He's got the talent himself. He just doesn't have a wide receiver to throw to. Zach Ertz has disappeared. The running game is ineffective because of the putrid offensive line. There's a lot of things going wrong in this offense that are not Carson Wentz's fault. I think realistically he could be a top 15, maybe top 12 to 15 quarterback in this league. And so 19 is a little low for him, but good to see him on the list at least. Uh, there's other guys that are maybe bigger names than him that didn't quite even make the make the list or the honorable mention. So he looks forward with a couple tough matchups this week. He's got Baltimore, but then he's got the Giants coming uh, the next week. So maybe he'll uh, bounce back, give you one of those 25, 30-point weeks out of a decent quarterback in the NFL. We also have a shotgun bet on uh, Carson Wentz versus Ryan Tannehill. Yes, sir. Tannehill looks very good. good. <laughs> well, Tannehill looks to be We'll get to him but way later because he's way better. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, has it been over yet? <laughs> no, there's <laughs> 10 seconds. I mean, we just rushed yeah, through I mean, that. But I mean, uh, I thought I talked for an hour and a half. <laughs> I know. When I, when I talked, it seemed to This is like when you had to do a school presentation. Yeah. Like two minutes. You're How like, long is oh that? God. It's been 90 seconds. Oh, God damn it. All right, so. <laughs> yeah. Sexual. Bone thugs. Quarterback 18 of the year uh, is Matthew Stafford. Um, he's been kind of a boring quarterback to start the season, but he has not given you anything less than 17 points a week, which is a very safe floor. He now has Kenny Galladay back fully healthy, off the bye week. Hawkinson's healthy. Marvin Jones is there. Even Amendola is there. He's facing Jacksonville and Atlanta Falcons the next two weeks. I think a lot of people dropped him in leagues because of the first bye week. You know, people panicked. They dropped Stafford, Hawkinson. So, if he's out there, pick him up. If you actually have, you know, Drew Brees, just Herbert on a bye, pick this guy up now because he's he could easily be a top 12 quarterback against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then the next week, Atlanta Falcons. I mean, two cake matchups for him to get back on track with Kenny Galladay. I mean, we got a Kenny Galladay signed jersey to give away. And these are the two weeks that he's going to break out. No David Blau. <laughs> QB 17, Derek Carr. I at one point said Derek Carr is going to have a pretty good season. And you know what Derek Carr's done this season that he's, you would not have guessed? Had he's thrown season. one interception. He's thrown one interception. It was last week to Kansas City. He has thrown two or more touchdowns since week two, and he's gone back-to-back 300-yard games. Henry Ruggs is healthy. Brian Edwards is getting healthy. Josh Jacobs is good. He's a good running back. He's very good. (laughs) Derek Carr is probably the most undervalued quarterback in all of fantasy right now. And it took a Cam Newton COVID cancellation for him to get picked up in a two-quarterback league. And he's QB 17. There's a case to be made that Derek Carr can be a streaming option in one QB leagues. What a jam. Quarterback 16, Sweet 16, Minshew Mania, bringing it this year, gets the keys to the car, no pun to the last quarterback, but (laughs) Gardner Minshew has been without DJ Shark the last couple of, uh, or excuse me, at least two weeks during the season, Um, so he he did have a little bit of a rough go of it, but he started off hot against Indy, 20 points, Tennessee, 25 points, last two weeks averaged around 20 points. So that's what you're really looking for out of a quarterback, especially one that's you know lower tier, quarter, uh, you know QB two leagues. Um, he has gotten Keelan Cole involved this year. Uh, he has showcased uh, being able to spread the ball around to some other people. Um, DJ Shark has not been um, you know his most prevalent wide receiver, and he's able to get some of that running game going. He has ten touchdowns on the season. That's two per game. He's played five games. Kind of difficult to figure out how many games people have played now with this year. Uh, but he has done a very good job going over 300 yards, three games. Uh, he's got Detroit coming up this week, which is a fairly good matchup, high over under. I think he's going to do pretty well. Then he has the Chargers in a bye week. So those that might be a rough stretch for him. But, you know, it's a good spot start quarterback. Minshew Mania is going to be living the rest of the year. So Minshew. Minshew, baby. The stash is for real. How much time we have left, Dom, um, this one? <laughs> like five seconds. All right. It's changing. Yeah, I really Three, thought I had had it. Two, one. I thought I nailed it. It's 
Ooh, tough tune. Uh, tough tune to go with a tough situation right now. Quarterback 15, Lamar Jackson, has not quite performed to the level you expected him to this year. But give me one second. I got to shoot this. <sighs> Refreshing. Um, yeah, I mean, he's really, he's balled out. He's had a bum week. He's balled out. He's had a bum week. He has a knee issue that we're concerned about, but hopefully he bounces back. He's got a cake matchup against Philly this week where he should be able to eviscerate them, so maybe that'll get him back on track. He's been vocal about not being satisfied with where the passing attack is at, but the Ravens are 4-1, and one, so what does it really matter in the long run? He should be able to finish the year top, you know, or QB1 range in your league, no problem. I wouldn't uh, freak out and panic and trade him or any nonsense like that. Um, I think he just hasn't quite hit his stride. It's going to take a little while when they run the ball a ton with 400 dif uh, different running backs. So take, it's tough to get in a rhythm when you're doing that and uh, not really even needing to throw the ball 40, 50 times a game. He's not in a Joe Burrow-type offense where he gets the opportunity to whip it around 100 times. So we'll see. Well, a lot of season left for him. Yeah, I mean, and his claim to fame was running the ball, and if he's not doing that effectively, yeah. you're looking at a bust. Two well, two touches last week is scary. You never expect to see that. Ankle injury. Yeah. Just to say it was an ankle. Yeah, I it's ankle injury. Either yeah. way, it's affecting his mobility, which is big bad. All right, and the quarterback 14 ahead of Lamar Jackson is Jared Goff. I'm just pissed that I got this guy on the power hour. Talk about boomer bust. Jesus Christ. I'm going to... I'm going to cry over this fucking player. <laughs> Let's so, Scotty cry. Jared Goff, week one, 11 points. Week two, 23. Week three, 28. Week four, 11. Week five, 24. His big games, he's getting a rushing touchdowns, and that's going to help a, quarter be a quarterback tremendously. I'm still not confident he's going to finish in the top 20. There's guys out there like Drew Brees and, and um, Joe Burrow outside the top 20 right now that can easily surpass this guy. I mean, he's got the weapons there. He has, he has, um, Cup. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Robert, Robert Woods, Robert Woods, your boy Tyler Higby, Tyler, yeah. Joe. He is Joe Leverett. <laughs> but I mean, the fact that he can't produce an offense and Tom, you know, he nailed this preseason. It's a vanilla offense, and they're going to to just blow up. Like, like they're not going to run as much plays as they did the last five years. And we're very right. I'm Rev's MVP, and I ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me. And hate it or love it, Ben Roethlisberger comes in. I, don't, I actually don't even know what number it is. It's not in front of me. Uh, what is he? QB 13. 13. Big Ben Roethlisberger. He's played four weeks. They had a, a bye week in, in week four. He's not gone below 19 points in any contest. He's thrown two or more touchdowns in every game. And he's only throwing one interception. Vintage. Big Ben, the slinging quarterback, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Eric Ebron, Juju, Juju. Poopa. Poopa. James Conn. I love, I love no, no, Juju. No, no. He's this very week. good. <laughs> Vance Dance. And James Conner comes back. This offense, we've always said, when Big Ben's healthy, he makes this team so much better. And I know that's an easy thing to say. Big Ben's been phenomenal this year. Finally, Bill O'Brien is not the head coach of the Houston Texans. <laughs> Deshaun Watson comes in at quarterback 12 on our list. And as it stands right now, that is going up. 
He had his best fantasy performance last week against Jacksonville, scoring just near 27 fantasy points. 35 passing attempts is what you're looking for from Deshaun Watson and getting some work on the ground at 25 rushing yards. That's something that they did not do at all prior. And he did sling it a little bit more, getting more involved to Cooks, getting more to to uh, Fuller. So they, they did have a little bit more of interceptions, but he has nine touchdowns on the year. Started off extremely slow. We're talking, uh, you know, 21 against KC, which is decent, but then Baltimore 15, Pittsburgh 18, Minnesota 20. It's it's not exactly what you're looking for out of a top uh, quarterback like Deshaun Watson. And I would think going forward, you're going to see a lot more change to this offense um, now that they have someone who's not uh, uh, egomaniac running the show. And you're going to see, you know, a little bit more Cooks involved, a little bit more Fuller than they had before. And I would expect David Johnson to get some more pass-catching work that he didn't the first couple of weeks. Everything is just looking up for Deshaun Watson. I think, actually, it's a good time to, to buy low. He's still low. So this, this, this could be a guy uh, that, you know, we did just actually buy low on him. Um, we did, yes. We did. We Devonta just got Freeman. him uh, for you know, Devonta trade. Freeman. So, Great trade. You know, things, things are looking up. Did you just spill again? Again, I, I didn't even – there was nothing <laughs> even in it. And the Penny Brothers are at it again. And then we're on to quarterback 11. This guy you might have heard when he's in the league for a little bit. Tom Brady. He's decent. Uh, he keeps slinging the ball around. He's had a couple tough games. He got stopped by Carolina and uh, Chicago for 9 points and 14. But outside of that, he's stomped on the teams that he should stomp on, which is what you ex- what you want to see out of him. He's kind of plagued himself with some bad picks, and he's tended to do that in the last few years. But he's gone out and had multiple touchdown games, three out of five games this year. So... I'm gonna keep riding him. He's a, he's a top uh, or he's a QB one in, in pretty much all formats, uh, unless you're in a ten team league and he's just outside that. But he's worth rostering. He should be playing week in week out. He's got the weapons and he's finally got Godwin coming back, which is gonna be huge for him. We're finally gonna get to see the offense that we all talked about all offseason. Can Godwin and Evans coexist? Can they both dominate or is it gonna be one or the other? Who knows? OJ Howard's dead, so Gronk might have a role. Great might have a role. Rojo's been looking nice in both the passing attack and the running game. So he's got weapons all around him that he hasn't had in years. Uh, let's see if he can turn, turn into like a top eight QB performance. I'd be impressed. Yeah, I mean, go he's, Patriots. he's got his go, own go bats. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I am surprised about with Brady is I, I really thought Gronk was going to be more involved. But uh, I think it might we just, did, but, but we, we knew. We that know, we know. He's he, got a lot he of season left. Though. He, he does. But, I mean, look what he did with the Pats his last year. He's a big blocking guy. That's mainly yeah. it. Right. Well, Brady's got And he's giving some Rojo a lot of... Uh, oh, oh well, 2007. A lot of mojo. A lot of mojo for Rojo. Oh. That's fanny pack worthy. Sounds so because you're so good. All right. And ahead of Tom Brady... Quarterback ten, Ryan Fitzmagic. Oh, 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 oh Fitzmagic! I can't sing over CCR, okay? I just can't. Sacrilege. Do it. But um, I mean, Fitzmagic. I mean, I, I can't say much about him because he's awesome. <laughs> he he's the best quarterback in all of all time. Week one, he had seven points. Take away week one, he's probably he's a top five quarterback. Week 2, 24. Week 3, 25. Week 4, 23 points against Seattle. He held them, and there was talks. You know, is Fitzmagic going to be benched? No. 
He was not. What's happening, Tom? Is the song over? No. I don't know. Oh, it's, it, it picked like oh, it's, the back end the, of the song. The, the worst part. End. So, San Fran last week, 27 points. He would have scored 55 if it didn't let up. Fitzmagic is the real deal. Tua is not coming back or is, is not going to be starter until Fitzmagic has a bad game, which he won't because it's Fitzmagic. It's Fitzmagic. He's a quarterback one. Start this guy with confidence every fucking week. Every effing week. Yeah. And I mean, and it's good to see him keeping Devontae Parker relevant, which has been massive because I think a lot of us sat there and said, can Tua do that? All right, QB9. I'm very jealous that you got Fitzmagic, so I'll just talk another minute about him. <laughs> He's my sleeper. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, QB9, Ryan Tannehill. Um, he's he's had an up-and-down season, and I think it's been really tough uh, being able to start him week in and week out, but he has been phenomenal for for the most part, right? I mean, from, from a fantasy perspective... 19, 26, 13, 30. It's been great. He's only thrown the one interception. All three quarterbacks I've talked about tonight have only thrown one pick. But his stat lines have been leaving a lot to be desired. Now, granted, A.J. Brown was hurt at the beginning of the year. Then now Corey Davis is out, and they've been dealing with the COVIDs all, all season long. But he's supporting John U. He's supporting A.J. Brown or Corey Davis, who, who's ever's on the field. We didn't think that could happen, and Tan Hill supporting two of them now. Rookie of the year? Rookie of the year? Not Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. QB what? QB8, Justin I believe. Herbert. QB8, Justin Herbert has lit the world on fire and just on primetime as of last week. Arsonist. <laughs> he's an arsonist. <laughs> the guy looks like he's still in high school, got the acne all over his face, slinging touchdowns. <laughs> he that Marcus Smart acne. He's getting gritty. Getting bloges. <laughs> and Keenan Allen is loving it. And we're all loving it too. Seven touchdowns in the last two weeks, one interception. That is some numbers, man. And that is against Tampa Bay and New Orleans. They're on a bye this week, so you're not going to get to see him, unfortunately. But he has had, like I said, an unreal year. Oh, they're getting quicker now, boys. Uh, that felt quick. There's still it's 60 seconds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we got QB on. So number seven, seven coming at you. Cameron Jarrell Newton in the building. He has really just balled out every game he's played. He kind of had a down-ish week against the Raiders, but they still won, which is really all that matters. Uh, Casey, he didn't play because of the COVIDs, but he's back this week against Denver. He should come out and rip them to shreds because they suck. Uh, I mean... He's out there doing everything that you could possibly want to see him do. He's running the ball effectively. He's throwing the ball into tight windows. He's scoring touchdowns on the goal line. He's throwing touchdowns. He's running all over the place. He's looking happy. He looks comfortable. He looks healthy. Maybe the COVID week off was even good for him to keep him fresh. I'm, I'm looking at everything positively going forward. He could easily finish the season where he is now at QB7, uh, and he could go way, way higher than that. QB1? Yeah. I mean, we said the upside with Cam Newton was out of world. I mean, healthy Cam Newton's a top five quarterback, yeah. and you see a healthy Cam Newton right now. Yeah, he's where we all thought he could be. The potential they are being we met. Thought they the, were. The, the potential was there, it is there, and he is 
lighting the world on fire with his red zone touchdowns. And the bats have crafted a system around him that works, which is all you can ask. And that was a scary thing. Like, is he going to have to fit in Pat's offense, or is the Pat's offense going to work with him? And they work with him, and he's... And McDaniels has actually wanted to get a guy like this that can run for some time. A lot of the misconception is is that he could only do a one-dimensional pocket passer quarterback. Right. Quarterback number six. I'm glad Dallas doesn't have this one. It's Aaron Rodgers. He stinks, Mike. He's, he, he's a bummer. You're a bomb rock. No, um, Aaron Rodgers is doing completely fine, and he's doing this without his star wide receiver, Devontae Adams. He's quarterback six, and he has yet to throw a pick this season. Not only Devontae Adams is out, but Lazard is also out for the season. Not for the season, but for, uh, for, for the majority for the, of the fantasy football the, season. The long term. Last week, no Lazard. No Adams. But know who, who they had? Robert fucking Tanya. Tanya. 29 fantasy points with Tanya. And MBS wasn't even involved at all. With Adams back and Lazard back at some point, I mean, I can easily see him finishing as a top six guy. I think Cam could push him as well. But, I mean, you, you, you drafted this guy as a back-end quarterback one slash quarterback two. And he's going to give you those numbers each week because he's going to be slinging the ball to his receivers. Aaron Jones is an unreal weapon for this guy, and he knows his he's going to have to retire in a few years, and this is the year he's going to want to win. And he's going to prove the entire league wrong because I think he had a interview saying, like, you know, like, I, Pat McAfee. Yeah. Kyla Murray, QB5. He was the guy that we were saying, hammer, 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 hammer. He's a top five quarterback. The one thing I'm surprised about with Kyler Murray is the passing that he's had. He's only had one game where he's thrown three touchdowns, one game over 300 yards. It's been spotty. But what did we say about Kyler Murray? Why you wanted him? It was the rushing ability. He scored every single week except for one. On the ground. On the ground. And that is all you need to do as a quarterback to cement yourself as a top five quarterback. Look at Lamar Jackson. He's not doing it on the ground, and he's not a top five quarterback. That's why he's not. I will take the five, six, I can't even add right now. Um, five or six, three, one, two, five, five interceptions that Kyler's thrown for the six rushing touchdowns that he's had. I will take the sloppy passing work all day long for that fine rushing work. It's gold in fantasy football. And chase it every time. It's kind of like... Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like this next guy. Hey, how you doing? MVP. Considerate. Player. Josh Allen comes in at quarterback four. You want to talk about rushing the football? This guy rushes the... Wait, what? He only has averaged 10 yards in the last four games. So what does he do instead? He's passing the ball through the stadium roof and connecting with his wide receivers. He is nailing it this year. He has gone over 30 points twice, over 25 points two other times of the five weeks. He had a down week against Tennessee this past week, and it was on prime time, and that was unfortunate. However, he has had 14 touchdowns 
and three interceptions. This guy has taken a massive step forward from what anyone thought he could possibly be. Stephon Diggs. It's so scary to think about what Josh Allen can do as a pocket passer. As a pocket passer. This guy can have the ability to have a 100-yard rushing game, and he hasn't done it yet. And he's still quarterback four. This is where we're at with Josh Allen. His potential and his development has gone through the roof this year and good on the Bills for going and scoring him other than Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, all those other guys, Josh Rosen that didn't do well in that draft, and they scored on Josh, Josh Allen. Rosen. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. What number is he? How many quarterbacks are there in the league? He's that number. 69. And, you know, you know, he's got KC, Jets, New England, Seattle. New England, Seattle's tough, but KC and the Jets coming up, so he's got some good games coming up. All right, now we're into a premier name, Patrick Mahomes, quarterback three on the year. The only reason he's not higher, quarterback one or two, is because the guys ahead of him are balling the fuck out. But Mahomes, week in, week out, has given you quarterback one numbers, 20, 27, 40, 20, 30. Like, you are never going to sit this guy. He's a fantastic guy. If you drafted him, you're happy, no matter where you drafted him at. You could have drafted him in the first round, he'd still be happy. But hopefully you didn't, uh, because that would be stupid. But... He's out there. He throws to everybody on the field. He throws to Kelsey one game. He throws to Tyreek the next game. Miko Hardman's getting touch passes, taking him to the end zone. He's throwing to CEH. He just picked Sammy up Lev Watkins. Bell. Sammy Watkins, week one Sammy. Like, he can throw to anybody at any time. He runs the ball. He's kind of looking like a little bitch sometimes, refusing to get out of bounds. We'll talk about that. Me and him <laughs> will have a conversation. But listen, Patrick. Yeah, Patrick, go out of bounds or get down or get jacked up. I don't want to hear a word about it, but... Uh, I mean, he he does, he does it all. You can't you you're not surprised by it at this point. Yeah, I mean, and you said the bells are now. I mean, that's only going to help this guy tremendously. Another guy to throw. <laughs> another very talented receiver. Massively. Um, and the next receiver, quarterback two. Um, it's kind of sad because he won't play ever again this season. It's Dak Prescott. Ever again this season. This season. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and this is very very sad. I mean, this defense of them of that team is fucking horrible. Which makes Dak Prescott a best fantasy quarterback in the league. He's behind the number one. But he's no longer going to play. But let's talk about what he did before that. Week one, 17 points. Week two, 38. Week three, 28. Week four, 37. Week five, 15 because he got hurt. I know Craig had him in a lot of leagues, so I'm going to cut my thing a little short and let Craig talk about Dak Prescott a little bit. Yeah, Craig, let's, tell us let's, your tears. let's reminisce <laughs> on the fact that Dak Prescott was in for an MV, MVP season. No, he was not because they were not going to win enough games, but go on. Well, no, I'm just saying as far as fantasy-wise, fantasy-wise he yes. would be possibly an MVP kind of player. That's... You know, mm, give me your two. R.I.P. Man, this should have been the song for Dak, but yeah. <laughs> oh, this is sad. <laughs> for the number one quarterback. Yeah, I mean, this is so anticlimactic. For the number one quarterback. Um, I really should. I bet you, Russell back. Wilson, loves this song. Russell Wilson is your number one quarterback. Got something to say about it? This is what I have to say about it. Any any talks about anybody else being MVP, they, they need to end, like, now. Because Russell Wilson is the MVP of the league. Absolutely 100%. And what we've always known Russell Wilson to be was this type of quarterback, a ball-out, game-changing type of quarterback with a good defense. He now gets a shitty defense, and for fantasy, you're seeing the results. 
Okay, well, Russell Wilson's really good at football. Yeah, Let's bad. just put it that way. Ladies and gentlemen, that ends the quarterbacks. Then we're going to go into running backs. And watch out, Kenyon Drake, because Chase Edmonds is the running back 30 on the season in our metric. And he has had, looks like, about four attempts a game, managing very nice around four to five yards per carry, getting three touchdowns in five weeks, all doing this with very minimal work. He's getting a lot of receiving work. This is why his stats are showing up the way that they are. But he is really efficient, and he was efficient last year before he had gotten hurt and they had actually traded for Kenyon Drake. So... We are now looking like that Chase Edmonds might be coming out and going up even higher because Kenyon Drake might be losing some snaps. But, yeah, Chase Edmonds on an offense that's performing very well like the Arizona Cardinals, they're moving up. Devin Singletary, come and get your love. Running back, 29. Now, he's benefited from Zach Moss not playing for the last couple weeks, obviously. And he's been effective sometimes and very ineffective other times. So I'm kind of still on the fence about him. Is the jury still out? What's he going to do going forward when Zach Moss comes back? I thought Lev Bell could have maybe gone to the Bills, and that would have been a great fit. Either way, Singletary has been consistently in that mid-tier running back range. So he probably ends the year right around where we're at looking at right now. 29, maybe he gets up to like a 24-25 territory, right on the cusp of that low-tier RB2. But by any means, or by any metric, he's rosterable, he's startable, at least as a, as a flex play, week in, week out, he gets the passing work. Josh Allen, like Craig talked about, was slinging it all over the world. Can't knock the kid, he just needs a little bit more opportunity. Maybe run the ball a few more times. Yeah, not bad. Consistently bad though. Consistently, Consistently average. Last week was average. Very bad. He's well yeah, he went he went seven, nine, fourteen, eighteen, three. So he's got some favorable matchups coming up, which is helpful. But who knows what he does with them, especially with Zach Moss coming back. Does he get yeah. back to that seven eight output and that's trouble. Yeah. Because consistent seven and, and eight takes you out of my lineup. It, well, into Craig's, yeah. into Craig's point. Not my lineup. My lineups suck, but <laughs> normal people's decent lineups. All right. Well, Sugar Ray, a little Ron Jones, RB28. I know none of us love the guy, but he's been putting up consistent numbers week in, week out. He's averaging over 4.8 yards per carry. Lynn Fournette has not been on the field. I mean, the last two and a half, probably more like three weeks, he played week three, but he barely played. He didn't do shit. Um, but if if Jones is getting the carries there and Fournette's not getting the carries, then Jones is a startable flex guy week in, week out. It's not the sexiest thing, but I want the running back paired to Tom Brady in any offense he's in. Um, last week, last two weeks, he's had over 100 yards. And over 5.6 yards per carry. And none of those weeks, he's had a touchdown. He still has put up RB2 numbers. When Fournette's back, let's see what happens. But for right now, I, I think you start Roland Jones. As much as I hate it, as much as I hate the guy, you got to start <laughs> the guy. I mean, I... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to eat crow, but, like, he is a startable running back in fantasy football. And if you have him, you start him each week, and you're confident as shit. Because you you, you probably draft, you draft the guy as a bench guy, and he's producing as a RB2 slash flex 
the last three weeks. I mean, he's just one of those guys. I feel like you play him until he tells he he performs like you shouldn't. Do you know what I mean? Like until he tells you stat wise you can't start him, you start him. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that's the same thing with these guys like Devin Singletary, David Montgomery is probably gonna be coming up soon. Yeah, and, and I'm even willing to give Rojo one bad week, but well, that's it. Next. Love this song. Antonio Gibson. Antonio. Uh, I was really excited about him as a rookie. Craig, I know you were very excited about him as a rookie as well. Name he one was... rookie Craig wasn't excited about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I liked them all, man. I liked them all. Such a good point. Um, it, it, so he was, a, he was a wide receiver in college, converted to running back, and he falls on a team where... Ron Rivera is the coach, and Ron Rivera subsequently was the one who drafted Christian McCaffrey. And I think a lot of people started to draw those uh, comparisons between Antonio Gibson, what he could do, and what Christian McCaffrey can do. We've seen flashes of what Antonio Gibson can do, but he just has not been given the volume to do it. He had an explosive week four coming out with 20.8 points and doing it only on 13 carries. But until he starts getting the lion's share of the work, Antonio Gibson, questionable. All right, all right. I guess I'll talk about him. Miles Gaskin comes in as RB26 in our metric. and We should call Miles Gaskin MGK. Nailed it. Why? Kids the killer? Or? Miles Gaskin MGK. Well... <laughs> At least the point Machine is, gun you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cutting myself we off. We, we <laughs> preach this. All right, Craig, so go. this is the point. We preach this. Opportunity is king, and that's exactly what it is with Miles Gaskin. He may not be the most talented player. Well, I can tell you he's not the most talented <laughs> player, but he is getting the opportunity as of last week, the last three weeks, 16 rushing attempts, 10 the week before that, 22 the week before that. I mean – we're talking averages below four, which is not fantastic, but we're talking about a guy that's getting the opportunity. 17 fantasy points from it. Seven fantasy points from it. 12 fantasy points from it. Even when he wasn't the starter, he had 11 and then eight. So the guy has been able to do some work. He is someone that should be in all of your lineups on every single team. Like this is unfortunately where we're at in fantasy football. You got to find the guys that even though they may not be good, like, you know, Ronald Jones, you get them into your team. And because right. they have the opportunity. Le- the Leonard Fournette of last year. <laughs> I will I will say on the Gaskin front, watch Brita. Mm. Very much. Uh, running back, 25 on the year. Scott touched on eating some crow for a Rojo. I'm going to eat a whole <laughs> fucking boatload for uh, David Johnson. I had him the lowest ranked out of any of us. I, I know I bumped him up. I had him at 41. I bumped him up a bit, probably into the like into 39. the low 30s. Yeah, uh, and he's outperformed that significantly to this to this point of the season. Long season. It's a long season, guys. We will see what happens. But he's looked good. He's looked a lot, lot, lot better than what we saw last year in his limited uh, workload. I guess you'll call it if you can even call it that in Arizona. He looks fresh. He looks healthy, which is great to see because I like David Johnson. I was just super skeptical about where his health was and what he was going to be able to contribute on a Houston team that I didn't think was going to compete. Bill O'Brien being gone, love it for him. Him being healthy, love it for him. The offense starting to click, love it for him. Romeo Cornell, love the fucking guy. Huge Romeo guy. But 
we'll see what he does going forward. I mean, he's a great pass receiving back. He's a great running back. So, yep, love David Johnson. Don't love him, but you know, good. You love would you marry him? <laughs> I might. I might. Yeah, Mary, fuck, kill. Uh, David Johnson, <laughs> Rick Sorry, my Shelby. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. This, this one's kind of a shock. RB24 on the per game average is Rex Burkhead. I, I think we know this is absolute fool's gold because that one week he had 35 fantasy points. Um, that one week he had 49 yards rushing, two touchdowns, 49 yards receiving, and a touchdown. The week after that, he actually had more rushing attempts and still had over four yards per carry. I mean, I don't know how we can talk with this guy more because I can't believe he's in in the top 30. But it just kind of shows that James White was out. Damon Harris is still in the IR then. And that week that he went off, Sonny Michelle went off too. Long story short, I don't trust any Patriot running back going forward when they're all healthy. I mean, even with Sonny Michelle in the IR now, I don't trust Burkett. I don't trust White. I don't trust Harris. Burkett and White are the two that are getting the most snap percentages, and Harris is not. But like, regardless, I'm not starting any pass. Isn't back it? Ever. Isn't it infuriating that these are the stat lines you could get from New England if there was only two active backs? Yeah, oh, that's 100%. the that's the shitty part. That's why people were talking about Lev Bell going to New England. I was like, no, 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 no. You stop that. Oh, I have to talk about David Mopportunity. <laughs> okay, here's the thing about David Mopportunity, as the footballers deemed him, David Montgomery. He's got the opportunity, but he sucks. So here's the thing. He comes in at RB23 on a per-game basis. Five games played. He's, on average, scoring 11 points a week. It is the most inflated... I. I do not like David Montgomery. He went like 6, 26, 9, 15. He's not a consistent back. And I think a lot of where my frustration comes in with Montgomery is he's drafted and viewed as an RB2, but most weeks he's he's a flex play, if best. He's he's a he's a fringe RB3. He has a score. He has to get a touchdown to score. He's got a bad per-game average. He's stuck on a bad offense with Nick Foles and Adam Gase's brother in... Uh, in I don't even know what his name is anymore. Um, what is their head Matt coach? Matt Nagy? Matt Nagy. Yeah. yeah, he's terrible. And Montgomery's not good either, so... All right, let's like flash. This song always makes the power out. <laughs> let's flash back to 2017. We're at the Minnesota Vikings. They got two running backs, one of them named Jarek McKinnon, who comes in on our list as RB. Looking at it, looking at it. 22. And he had a decent year, signed a massive contract with the San Francisco 49ers, and never played. And it's now 2020. A resurgence has actually kind of happened a little bit. You kind of have to give him credit because outside of last week, the first four weeks, he averaged 13 fantasy points, maybe even 14 at that point. And we're talking level of consistency and double-digit fantasy points week in and week out. He's had three rushing touchdowns, one receiving touchdown. Things were looking up for him. Unfortunately, 
he now is behind Raheem Mostert, who was out for most of, uh, you know, the the part of the season that he did really well at. And going forward, Mostert will do, uh, you know, Mostert things. But I think McKinnon can slide himself in. Last week, you know, had one rushing attempt and really did nothing with it for, you know, targets. We'll see what ends up happening when Coleman comes back because I know that's a guy that they like to get involved. But Jarek McKinnon was definitely a surprise to many people. Oh, I for sure thought he was going to get one carry. Tears ACL to bits again, so good for him. I mean, it's always been health with McKinnon, right? I mean, as long as he's healthy, you know, he, he as long as he's healthy, he's a playmaker. Yep. You know, and there's nobody else in front of him, but you kind of see what happens when Mostert comes back, right? Yeah. But I do think if they one can of the keep, best handcuffs in football. If they can keep him healthy and they hit the playoffs, they actually make it, great guy to stash. Mm-hmm. For, for the team, not for fantasy. Well, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. um, Daryl Henderson, running back, 21, y'all. So high. <laughs> so high. But one of my favorite stories of the year, I think, maybe, to, to this point, started the year on the on the outside looking in for the offense. It was really Cam Akers and uh, Malcolm Brown. couple injuries, couple weeks off for those guys. Daryl Henderson comes in and fucking balls out. Couldn't love it more capitalized on the opportunity to give it to him and just honestly tore tore it up. I mean, 19 points, 18 and a half points. Tough week against the Giants, 4.2 and then 20.3 against the uh, against the uh, Washington football team. Sorry, I couldn't think of what to call them there. I'm, I still want to call them the the no every time, but uh, I mean, he's looked good. I'm very, very worried about his uh, I don't know what to call it, his future prospects in, in this offense with Cam Bakers coming back and looking like he's going to be the guy to own. Malcolm Brown, however, seems to be the guy written out. So maybe he still snatches a touchdown week in, week out. Maybe he gets one every other week, whatever. But I don't know. I don't think he ends the year in the top 20 running backs, to be honest with you. Maybe, no, maybe I would disagree. I, but I would agree I would with that. No. But I think that he's a playmaker for an offense that lacks playmakers. And yeah. I think for that reason, Daryl Henderson will be fantasy relevant for the rest of the season. Um, this app we have is just not great. It's like picking... 45 seconds worth of songs at the end. So you get a couple more to talk about, uh, Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson, Um, let me tell you. Well, we'll we'll, remember of Hendy and the Hendersons. We're we're breaking out of rotation because Scotty and I's both favorite rookies, we had opposite. So I figured you'd want to talk and and I'd talk. So RB20 right now is Jonathan Taylor. So that was the guy I had ranked as the number one dynasty rookie going into the year and we kind of talked about jonathan taylor a little bit uh like indy easing him back his workload has been super sporadic right i mean he went nine carries in week one and then after i mean obviously because of marlin back um and then in week two we had 26 carries week three 13 then 17 then 12 he's scored He's been a surprise in the passing game. I think that Jonathan Taylor has a very bright future, but I think Jonathan Taylor redraft 2020. He's going to be this middling running back. You're not sure what you're going to get from him. He's going to be a solid RB two, but that's that's really all he's going to be. I don't. Corey, that is incredibly creepy. We need like a face cam in here so everybody <laughs> can see do? that face you were just making at me. Is it, is it the O-Face? Who's going to break first? <laughs> Jonathan Taylor's been a nice surprise, I think, for fantasy. It took a Marlon Mack injury. Uh, 
thousand yeah, I had a bet on Mack and Taylor, and unfortunately yeah. it's a wash and a push. Fuck Marlon Mack. Because Fuck. Marlon Mack got hurt. R.I.P. Marlon Mack because his contract is up and he's out of there. I think he's, oh, yeah, I think he's, he's gone. Yeah. Can't wait to I see him on the Patriots. We'll have to our 10 Bears. 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 I mean, that would actually be a good fit Yeah, I mean, I'll talk about JT a little bit. Like, I... Going forward, I'll, I'll talk about this next guy, but JT, I do like a lot going forward. He's what RB, what do you say? He's RB 20, 20 on the per game basis, can, right? I think he can easily finish ahead of that. Um, if the Colts can figure if, out their offense. If the Colts can give him more touches. I mean, Jordan Wilkins is involved a lot too, which is weird. But um, running back 19 is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, it's your boy, Scotty. This is my boy. So, and I was, I mean, I think I, I hit it right to start the season. Didn't know that Lebel would go there. Um, didn't know where <laughs> I was because of the Jets. That fucking killed me. But week one, two targets. After that, eight targets, six targets, three, then eight. So he's getting involved way more in the past game. Last week... He had a receiving touchdown that was called back on a kind of questionable penalty by Travis Kelsey that that, that they do every week. So if he scores a touchdown, he might be probably RB like 15. It's just funny how close the RBs are. But um, going forward, I mean, of, of course, I, I'd, I'd want Jonathan Taylor over. I wouldn't want CH because Le'Veon Bell's there. Le'Veon Bell's not playing this week. CH is. This is the... This is the week that CH has to prove himself that, hey, like, once Lev gets here, I'm still part of this offense. Now, if, if he falls on his face and gets, not, not falls, but if he gets nine points in fantasy again, then they're going to be like, all right, Lev Bell's our guy. But, uh, I mean, I, I like CH a lot for dynasty purposes. As for a redraft league, instead of the RB1 that people think he is, he's going to be close to an RB2, back in RB2. I know, but we'll talk about that later. But, um, all right. <laughs> so that was RB20, correct? So we're now at that was RB19. 19. You're at RB18. So RB18, even better. Austin oh, Eckler. Oh, I can do it from my phone. <laughs> Craig, where you at, son? Okay. Uh, Austin Eckler comes in at RB18. Oh, okay. And uh, even with the three weeks, you know, the minimum that we added into the average, he is still doing really well, averaging 13 fantasy points. And I would say that he'd be back somewhere around week 8, 9, 10, that area. Uh, he will be there. He will be there for your end of the season run and your fantasy postseason. Uh, and he did very well when he was when he was playing. 16 fantasy points against Kansas City, 25.8 against Carolina. That's kind of what you're looking for. 11 receptions in that game. That specific game that we're mentioning here is week 3. Uh, reeled in all 11 targets, 84 uh, receiving yards, touchdown. Like we're, we're, we're talking a very, very good player, a guy that Herbert was really relying on in that game. And, um, you know, I, I would say once he comes back, he's, he's got his job. You know, Joshua Kelly's there now. Justin Jackson's there. But, you know, no one's going to be Austin Eckler. The team paid him. He's going to be there. And, uh, you know, maybe around that week 10 area, we got Miami, the New York Jets, Buffalo Bills is a little bit difficult, New York, uh, New England, and then his playoffs are Atlanta, Vegas, Denver. He actually has a very good schedule for when he comes back. Maybe by low. Running back, 17, 
James Conner, Pittsburgh Steelers, P.D. Jones, running back, the running back, y'all. No, James Conner. Everybody knows his talent is there. It's always a question of if he can stay healthy. This year, he's finally kind of done it. It's been five weeks. Let's not get our panties in a bunch here. But And he did miss one week with an injury, so (laughs) let's not freak out. But when he's on the field, he's looked good. He's uh, been effective. He's found the end zone a lot, which is pumping up his stats of course but that all counts so let's not again let, we can't discount it and say oh well if he didn't find the end zone he had a bum week but he did just like everybody else that find the end, finds the end zone and is, sees himself at the top of this list so James Conner I mean bad week against the Giants which is a little bit embarrassing and that was week one but uh, every other game he's been double digits and most of the other games he's been around 20 points he keeps that going you can see him finish the season even higher than this he could be rb1 territory i think realistically that's a little bit hard to expect out of him but solid rb2 production is fantastic probably for where you drafted him um i mean i'm a dynasty owner of him so it's a little bit different but if you drafted him in normal redraft that's a good return on value. His ADP was way lower than He's around RB2. the fourth, fifth, sixth round, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah, so people are drafting him as an RB3-ish, or late RB2, early RB3. I'd still like to see him finish the season before I go gushing on him. but Oh, I mean 100%. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got more than two-thirds of it left. He's a guy I'd be buying, I feel like. Hey, I'll sell him to you. <laughs> Do you have him in redraft? Nope. <laughs> Nay. All right. Um, a terrible dynasty contract. Do you want it? Just like Austin Eckler, another guy that was producing, Nick Chubb, RB 16, pretty good average. Week one, he had a horrible week, five yards, I mean, five fantasy points, Cream um, Hunt outrushed him. Week two and three, he showed what Nick Chubb is, 23 points in each of those weeks plus. Week four, came out strong. And then, I mean, this, this song's <laughs> fucking fire. Noah's not, Noah does not fire it, is Nick Chubb's body because he is, <laughs> he is going His girlfriend to, might disagree. Yeah, he is going to be out for multiple weeks. It sucks. Nick Chubb is hurt now. Um, he showed that he flashes, and it showed that, that Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt, when they're both healthy, could be both top, probably, probably top 15 running backs in that one offense. Now that Nick Chubb is out of there and hurt, Cream Hunt, I think, is a very, very easy top 12 running back going forward until Nick Chubb gets back. I mean, if Cream Hunt does well, like very well, and Nick Chubb comes back, I think it's going to be an even, even time split. And it's going to be very, not annoying, but like Nick Chubb's not going to be the top five back. It's going to be a, no, they're both going to be a top 15 back. Like, each given week, like this gonna be a complete split backfield. But um, it just, it just kind of sad that Nick Chubb has uh, lost. Shoot him! See, you needed another paper towel. Um, Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I don't know why you guys are spilling so much. So I, I kind of feel I'm, like this is all I have too, cause, actually. Because you have a bottle. Tom, sorry, go. Oh no, that's fine. I don't have much to say about <laughs> this guy. Um, I guess I'm to say he stinks. Mel- Melvin Gordon, RB15, uh, on a per game basis, he's played four weeks, averaging 15 points per game. Um, we might see him on the field if New England can ever figure out how to get over the COVID, or if he can get over that DUI, DUI yeah. or the or the DUI. I kind of forgot about that. 
Who gets DUI? Yeah, I actually um, heard losers. this is a big suspension coming down. So well, for so, Dewey, so leaving the practice, leaving the, oh, the facility, the okay. bubble. I was gonna say people beat their wives to get two games. Well, so let me <laughs> let me just real quick. It is actually written in the CBA, so the Players Association. A DUI is supposed to be an automatic three-game suspension. And weed is four. That's in the CBA. I don't know. I don't know what Roger Goodell's rules are. That's oh. that's Goodell's yeah. rules. I'm sure in the CBA they're like, hey, yo, let's go uh, smoke a blunt with Blunt in the car. You know? Yeah. How you doing? Lev Bell um, and Legarrette Blunt. Lev Bell and Legarrette Blunt. Here's the thing with Melvin Gordon. He would actually be higher on this list if he didn't get hurt in in week three against Tampa Bay. He has been the back that. I did not expect him to be. I expected him to be involved in the passing game. Really hasn't been involved in the passing game. Everything's been on the ground. He's scoring touchdowns. That's what Melvin Gordon did for the Chargers was score touchdowns and be a top five back there. I This is a nice surprise, I think, for Melvin Gordon. RB15, I didn't expect him to be here. I don't expect him to be here at the end of the year. I think that he's a, he's a good sell-high candidate. But if you have Melvin Gordon, it, it's your choice. Hold him, hold him, or, or or trade him. You have to hold him because the DUI thing. No one, no one to touch this guy. Oh yeah, you got a DUI. Yeah, what a schmuck. DUI. Yeah, what a fucking what a, loser. What an asshole. Going forty so miles over the So going, scale. going forward. At least crash into a telephone pole like a fucking adult. Like Dallas at least crash into a telephone pole <laughs> like an adult. Nice. Just kidding. All the kids listening, don't drink and drive. It's fucking terrible for you. You will regret it. That is true. Speaking from experience. Terrible How are you decision. this one? I don't know. I'm, I'm out here dropping life lessons. Let's move on with the fucking players. This, this really sounds like this has been like two minutes. It's been long. It's been stuck at zero for a little while. Oh. Stuck in neutral. Great Fantastic. book. Fantastic. Check it out. Is that negative five? All right, well, moving, moving on with our century on, we have running back 14 coming up is a guy I don't really like, but he had one really good week. Uh, subtracting the Jacksonville 39.2 touchdown on the ground week, uh, 151 rushing yards, Joe Mixon is averaging 3.1 yards per carry. That's bad he might even be a little bit less I, i'm trying to do the math without actually using a calculator and That's he really a good approach to math well i mean when you we have five numbers here uh <laughs> it, it's just it's just not good like joe, joe mixon should be doing theoretically better but the the cincinnati bengals offensive line has been crap yeah. And, and and Joe Burrow, I mean, last week they played Baltimore. That's a tough matchup. I'll give him a little bit of a pass there. But outside of that, I can't give him a pass against Philadelphia or Cleveland. Um, we so, talked about that last year, too. We're like, oh, well, they had some injuries. And now this year they haven't year, had those. They've got Jonah Williams back, and they're supposed to be so good. And 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 Joe Burrow has been passing a lot. 44, I think. I think it's I think it's around 44 pass attempts a game, something crazy he like that. So 60 in that one game. Exactly. And so Joe Mixon this year has kind of been a little bit of a dud. Even though it shows RB14, it's all on the back of one game. You subtract that, and this guy might be outside the RB30 range. He, we might not be talking about him. So, so that's where we're at with Joe Mixon on the season. Um, Imagine I think you throw I the think ball sixty times in the game. You're on a baseball pitch count. 
right? They did that. They did that when Carson Wentz is rookie. And year. and when you talk about pitch counts, you were, were talking about Indianapolis, which is something that Tom has brought up a lot. Is that they uh, on defense don't allow a lot of snaps. So if you're not going to get a lot of snaps, Joe Mixon might be in for another bad week. Let's trade this guy on the back of a 40-point week in Jacksonville and then a 12-point week in Baltimore. Let's try and get this guy off your team, in my, in my opinion. I don't have him. He's, so. a, he's a sit of mine. Um, so everybody's on the same page. We had to restart the Power Hour. Oh, you saw Because uh, shout-out to PowerHourProject.com. Your app sucks. <laughs> so TSF is coming after you. TSF the dog. But we, but we move on with the century on, Corey. Yes, sir. I wouldn't even miss a beat. Todd Gurley, running back 13. Tom, this is a shout-out from Brickley. He said Todd Gurley looks old. <laughs> Todd kidding. Gurley looked old last year. He looks good this year, let me he tell you that. He looks good this year. Uh, he, had, he started off decent, and he's gotten hotter from there. Chicago, Green Bay, Carolina, his last three, he's gone 14, 18, 23. That's what you want to see, especially when you have seen Julio Jones get hurt. Calvin Ridley fall off a cliff. He's dinged up as well. Engage just disappear from games. Matty Ice has been ineffective, but Todd Gurley said, hold my beer, give me the ball, I'm on it. Don't worry about me. I will get you in the end zone when you need me to. Hey, Corey. Yes, sir. Is this an Adam Gase treatment with Sean McVay? Now oh, that he's freed from Sean McVay? The Sean McVay-Adam no. Gase correlation. <laughs> we'll need to do some research. I'm not sure it's there, we'll but it you. might be. It probably is. I hope that it is, though. <laughs> Oh, oh right. my God! If I, could, I, if I could hate Sean McVay with the force that you hate Adam Gase, my life would be complete. I hate. Him. <laughs> All right, so, so um, he's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> the RB12 in the year is Mike Davis, and this also comes in the first two weeks where he wasn't involved at all. I'm good, Tom. Thanks, but um. So Chris McCaffrey, I'm sorry. I mean, um, Mike Davis has has been the RB <laughs> has been the RB one the last three weeks. That was deliberate. CMC goes down week two, horrible injury. I mean, you know, horrible loss. But the Panthers don't miss a fucking beat. This guy comes out banging. He has at least six targets per game, at least five receptions, and has a touchdown. In each week since. I mean, uh, this guy has not scored less than 19 fantasy points per game and a half PPR since week three. And CMC is out until at least week eight. So if you were a guy that had McDavis, good for fucking you because he is an RB1 right now. GFFY. Good for fucking you. Okay, so beginning of the year, we said don't draft Fournette. No, everybody was off Fournette because the team didn't want him. Well, they cut him. Okay, who was the guy? Armstead, Azigbo? Azigbo, yeah. Chris Thompson. Azigbo. Oh, it's, it's definitely Chris Azigbo. Thompson. Thompson. Yep. Chris oh, Chris Thompson. Thompson. Right. Okay, oh, yeah. every, yep. it dropped $60 fab on Armstead. <coughs> Chris Tully. <laughs> James, James, no, Steve Burke. Oh, Steve Burke. <laughs> James fucking Robinson. Oh, I'm sorry, $60 for Steve dope. Burke. Two, second round pick. And Chris that's Tully. off of a bad week last week. Before that, he was RB6. Yep. Disgusting. So 7.5 point Pathetic. week last week drops him to RB11. Drops him. Like, drops. Drops him. <laughs> and if you read Scotty's rookie article, you know that James Robinson is the best rookie running back right now. I mean, he's looked the best. He's oh, yeah. getting all the touches, and he, he, look, he's fucking phenomenal. And if you didn't see it, go to TopShelfFantasy.com and check it out, because it's fucking great. I don't understand 
how anybody can look at James Robinson and say that he doesn't deserve this. He has worked his ass off to overcome multiple running backs on a depth chart. This is a guy I'd be buying into. I have something in my eye. Well, so the head wants- coach. Yeah, James Robinson only has 84 speed in Madden, so he's a little bit. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, all right. Okay. But no, so- he's in real life. Fantastic, has looked good, catches the ball, runs the ball, beautiful level. The head coach actually said the reason, one of the reasons we let go of Leonard Fournette was this guy named James Robinson. And no one really thought anything of it. Well, you kind of like, oh, they're just fucking tanking. Like, yeah, whatever, whatever. Yeah, yeah, except they're not. <laughs> Jimmy Robinson. Second year running back, Miles Sanders comes in uh, right in front of him at running back 10. And he has done a pretty good job. What we're looking at for uh, a running back is someone that's going to be able to get you double-digit points. Uh, you know, give me a running back one situation. He's he's on the lower end of that. And and the reason he is is because their offensive line, like we hinted out on the last podcast and many before that, is decimated. They're down to like one offensive lineman from when they started the year. There's no passing game. Like people are stacking the box, and he is still able to put up numbers like. <laughs> 18 and a half fantasy points, 13, 23 fantasy points. The guy's got three touchdowns on the ground this year, which is something that we wish we could see a little bit more of. But we're talking a guy that's gone just under 195 and 95 rushing yards and then adding on a good amount, maybe 20, 25-ish receiving yards a game. So we're really getting a lot of yards out of Miles Sanders, and I think that has something to do with the fact that other players are missing. But he is also someone that's going to produce a little bit more when other guys get back. Get Deshaun Watson going down. The, I mean, Deshaun Jackson going down the field. That's going to open up a little bit more for Miles Sanders. I think this guy, I think, is as low as he's going to go. Oh, and I'm not sure if they had a single offensive lineman. Well, exactly. And, and and I think he could only go up. Damn it, COVIDs. The COVIDs. Yeah, I, think I like how it's a plural thing now. That's so I stole that directly that. from my girlfriend's father. Corey, I'm going to tell you something about the COVID. I, uh, Corey, I'll tell you about the COVID. I know you never met him. Dead on impression. <laughs> uh, Kareem Hunt, of all people. Oh, this song is a jam, by the way. Uh, Kareem Hunt, running back nine. So he's cracked the top ten. One of the biggest question marks, I think, of the offseason, at least for me, was what's going to happen with Chubb and Hunt in the same backfield. We kind of talked about it with Chubb as well when we touched on him, but Hunt has been impressive the entire time. Double digits every week. He's cracked 20. He's been around 19, 16, 13. Like, those are good frigging games, and now he's the lead back there until Nick Chubb comes back from injury. So it's going to be interesting to see what he does going forward. He's got some favorable matchups in the next few weeks. He could easily put himself in a position to be a top five running back in this league, or in fantasy. Uh, he, I mean, I've always been a fan of his talent. He's clearly super, supremely gifted, but I was not sure the opportunity was going to be there. I was wrong. I will admit it. I don't do that very often. I was wrong. I thought Chubb was going to be the guy. I thought Hunt was going to be a, an afterthought, and it was a dead 50-50 split, and they were both RB1s while they were both healthy. Now... You take that workload, you transfer it to Kareem Hunt, and this guy is going to skyrocket up the board, in, at least in my opinion. Kareem Hunt is a very talented back. I mean, you draft this guy as a flex play tops, and he's giving you RB1 numbers. 
fantastic. Hey. Um, all right. So next one is Josh Jacobs, RBA. Um, Josh Jacobs scares the fuck out of me because I don't think he should be RBA at all. Um, he's had two good weeks. Do you think he should be worse or better? Way worse. Okay. Way worse. Um, he, if he does not score multiple touchdowns in a week, he is not a fantasy starter. And and I love Josh Jacobs. I just I just want the Raiders to give him the ball way more. Week one, 33 points, three touchdowns. Week five, 21 points, two touchdowns. Week two, 12 points. Week three, seven. Week four, eight. If he's not getting touchdowns, I mean, you're thinking of Ali Baxter get touchdowns, which is going to be, but I don't, I mean, it, it's very scary that you, you drive this guy in the first round and he's giving you this kind of production. That was very fast. I I don't appreciate the uh, app we're using for the power hour. Sometimes it's forty seconds. Sometimes it's a minute and twenty. Is it? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It seems, seems like it. Like, you're up. Yeah, it, it, it's a little quick. We'll talk to the support team and say, listen, TSF's trying to do some shit. I'm gonna tell you something about Derrick Henry real quick. Derrick Henry, we had ranked. Pretty much right where he is, RB7. Even a little bit higher. Some of us had an RB5. A lot of people, I remember saying, Derrick Henry doesn't catch the ball, Derrick Henry doesn't catch the ball, how's he going to be effective? Okay, Derrick Henry's current carry pace, do you know what it is, Scotty? Is it like 350? 430. (laughs) He is on pace to carry the ball 430 times. That is more than most NFL teams. That's a Larry Johnson workload. Can you fucking believe? 430 times. He's scored two two touchdowns in the last two weeks. If you aren't 6 to midnight on Derrick Henry right now, I don't know what to tell you. Kind of rude that Scott wouldn't trade him for fourth round pick. Derrick Henry easily is outperforming this RB7 currently. He is going to be a top five back by a year's end. He should also get bonus points for throwing Josh Norman into okay. the think, Oh my god, thank you. And I meant to bring that up. Josh Norman looked a like child. a child. <laughs> he and he's a big me. dude. He would beat the shit out of any of us. He's probably no. what? 6'1", 215? Hey guys, flashback to August. What's a third round running back I could get? What's what's a good you know maybe maybe even fourth round running back someone he's definitely not a second round pick definitely uh, not a first round pick David Montgomery Let him Fournette David <clears throat> Montgomery de- yeah, de- de- I don't know oh yeah wait that's, oh there's this guy that I think he's out in Seattle I don't really Mark think he's that Ingram. good Rashad Penny Mark Chris, Ingram Carlos <laughs> Chris Carson Chris Carson a guy that we every single Carly, person in the fantasy football year. community ruins this guy. And all of a sudden, you know, Rashad Penny's out of the picture, man. Carlos Hyde's not really getting any involvement. You know, that's oh, all you sucks. heard in the in the offseason. Carson, Craig. But Chris Carson, and when you want to talk about level of consistency outside of what you saw from Josh Jacobs or Joe Mixon, something like that, Chris Carson hasn't gone below nine fantasy points. That's as low. Outside of that, he hasn't gone below 17 fantasy points. It's decent. It's okay. It's, okay. it's all right. <laughs> he might be one of the most valuable fantasy pieces because he is just going to be consistently scoring oh, yeah. I mean, a good amount week in and week out. And he came to you at an extreme value. 
and this Seattle Seahawks offense has shows no signs of slowing down. Oh, Craig, I, he can't catch the ball though. But oh, it oh, he can't. Hey, no, he can't because he got six receptions <laughs> last week. He got six receptions oh, that's the first weird. week. That's weird. Oh, and I, I remember vividly to your point, like looking him in drafts, like nah. No, nope. well, just nah. Eh, I'll take somebody else. He's not sexy. I'll take another wide receiver. That's probably like injured. Yeah. Probably the last two years was always Rashad Penny's the pass catching back there. But it is he okay? Because he's, he's still not even active. No, no, Rashad Penny. I thought he tore his ACL. Is that last year? Uh, it yeah. was some, sometime last year. Whether whatever injury it was, he's not coming back for a bit. Vaginitis probably. All right, we've entered the top five <laughs> running backs. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, top five running backs. And we have Raheem Mostert to present to you. He was hurt for a little bit, but when he's been on the field, has been nasty. I mean, just straight up and down. He got a contract from the Niners in the offseason. He's ba- just based on what he did last year and limited limited work, limited time. But this year he's come out and shown that he deserved it. He was not a flash in the pan. He's for real. He's, he's here to ball. And... I mean, he's done it through the air. He's done it on the ground. He's looked good. He's got, he's still doing the patented or the trademark where he most are long runs and breaking them off left and right, which is what you want to see. I don't know how sustainable it is, but I said that last year. I said it. I was like, oh, I don't know if he can keep doing it. And he kept doing it. So good for him. I mean, I hope he keeps, keeps it up. The most encouraging thing was that – or. Maybe when you watch it, you said, okay, Jarek McKinnon, uh, Jeff Wilson, they're all super effective when Raheem Mostert was out. Are they going to have a role when he comes back? He comes back the first week he's back. Those guys were erased from relevancy in the fucking offense, which is what you wanted to see if you're a Mostert owner because you definitely didn't drop him. You definitely stashed him, and you definitely definitely played him the first week back. So, that's I mean, win-win-win across the board for you. You you kept him. You stashed him. You said, I'm going to hold the roster spot. You played him. And then he paid off. I mean, he only had, I don't know, 12, 13.4 points when he came back in half, half PBR. But good. One, oh, no, that's that's phenomenal. And that's like you said, exactly he erased everybody else. So. Yeah, and then and then the game pool itself is the most encouraging part. Nobody else there is going to matter. I have to do two now. Fuck. All right. I, I um, hate when I do this to myself. <laughs> I talk my whole minute. Uh, I don't here. think some of these are a minute. No, no, no. We so might, we might have to reset this one more time, but it'll be good. Scotty, sorry. Okay. Um, RB4 right now is Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I think he's going to he make good? it to the top three at some point because mainly Andy Dalton's now in under center. So they're going to rely on that running game very heavily. Um, I know people are, have been you know kind of pissed off about Zeke throughout the year, but... He's RB four. I mean, he's he has not had this you know thirty plus point game, but he's a very consistent guy. He has not had a below fourteen points in any week. Um, I mean, he's catching the ball. He's he's on the field over seventy six percent of the time. And with Aiden Dalton there going forward, I think that he's going to have to really really lean on Zeke and Craig's titties. Wait a minute, what? Craig, you're Craig's got a TSF bra coming. Yeah, so um, there was um, there was a situation I like, happening. I like, <laughs> I like that I skated right under the radar. Yeah, I know. That was the one flexing. Anyways, um, <laughs> flexes Zeke. It should be a top three back going forward. Agreed. Okay. 
Top three back. Dalvin Cook, RB3. Always comes with an asterisk, though. When healthy. He's out this week. He's out this week. Dalvin Cook did, has done absolutely everything that we thought Dalvin Cook would do. When healthy. It always comes down to that asterisk. Like you always got to say it. <coughs> as long as he's healthy, he's going to be good. So I just want to put this in perspective. 41% snap share last, last week. 17 carries, 65 yards, and a touchdown. What would that week have looked like had he played the full game? He had 17 carries on a 41% snap share. They are trying to feed him the ball. 12 attempts, 14 attempts, 22 attempts, 27 attempts, and then he gets hurt. Is this eye-opening to the Vikings that they cannot be doing this to Dalvin Cook? They cannot continue to increase his workload because he's going to get hurt. And that's what you're seeing is you're seeing his workload increase week after week. Once he hits 27 attempts in week four, he gets hurt in week five. Dalvin Cook is a phenomenal back. This is not anything bad. RB3 is really where I expect him to be. He's He's a top five running back. But this stresses the importance of having an Alexander Madison. Dalvin Cook's great. And Dallas, I know you're trying to well, say Well, that's exactly what we talked about every week on our start sits and in our weekly podcast is the Vikings weren't winning and they were not feeding Dalvin Cook. They feed, they started feeding him and they started winning, but then he got hurt. Yep. How do you manage that as a team? I don't know. Nobody knows. Alexander Madison. RB2 on the season is getting you 24 fantasy points a game. Eh, I'll take that. But okay. let's see why. Aaron Jones last year averaged or got 16 touchdowns on the year. And there was absolutely no way we all looked at each other and said he's going to be on pace for 16 touchdowns. There's no way he's getting that again. He's got to drop in our rankings. Well, guess what he's on pace for? 16? 16 touchdowns. Yep. 69? Here we are again with Aaron Jones. He, he's getting, you want to talk about snap share? He's getting 50% snap share. Somehow Jamal Williams is still getting involved. And, and he's still on pace for 16 touchdowns. He's getting a little bit of receiving work. He's, you know, doing pretty good in that area, getting around 40 yards a game. And, you know, I'd say in the rushing area, somewhere around 80 to 90 yards a game. So we're really looking at a guy that's going to be consistent going week in and week out. I mean, 43 points is, you know, nothing to sneeze at. That's what you saw in uh, week two. And he's already passed his bye. So we're looking at an RB2 that has his whole schedule ahead of him. Aaron Jones ain't going anywhere, people. Let's fucking go. Everybody He's not about, going anywhere. Everybody talking about A.J. Dillon was going to cut into his, uh, yeah. his snap share and his carry. R.I.P. Aaron take. Jones should be like a second-round pick, put right, that, guys? Put that take no. on fucking ice for yeah. this The A.J. Dillon hype was such a joke. They they took a yeah. picture of his quads and people come their jeans and picked him Tur- fucking turns out, turns out, this is what we can say. They're really bad at drafting. Right? Yeah. <laughs> John Love, he's going to take over Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Matt LaFleur's in. Oh, well, I mean, they are undefeated, know. right? Uh, they're, they're all right. Um, sorry. Alvin Kamara is your RB1 as of right now in the season. 
he has seven touchdowns. That's a massive through five weeks. That puts him on pace for about 22 touchdowns, just just over 22 touchdowns on the year. That's a massive number for a running back. Also, he's getting it done in the passing game. So if you're in a half point PPR, full point PPR, he humongous for you. He's had multiple games where he's had almost 10 touches or 10 tar uh, 10 receptions. I mean, this almost feels like a slap in the face that I have to talk about Alvin Kamara because I traded him to Jeff for Lamar Jackson, and I want to fucking kill myself. But I mean, Alvin Kamara has done everything that you've so, always expected Alvin Kamara to do, week in and week out this year. I mean, 30 points multiple times. 19, 15, 21. He's not had a bum week. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, I think a lot of this comes with Lat Murray. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you saw Kamara do this when Ingram was on the field. I think Ingram needs that other guy because Alvin Kamara has always been touchdowns. Yeah. Always been touchdowns. He hasn't been the Derrick Henry 30 carry guy. Right. He's lightning. Nominal, he's he, lightning he's and, he lightning, he's light, and he needs his thunder. He's We're going to eat lightning and crap thunder. And, and honestly. That's our second Rocky reference of the night. If you're uh, Tom, it's, your name's here, but did we change this? We already we, heard, we we, heard this song earlier. I had to restart the playlist. No, no, no. no. I mean, for a tight end. Yeah, go go ahead and take it. I had to, I had to change some of the stuff up. All right, um, so number 10 tight end is Mike Gusecki. I mean, he's been a very, I mean, not consistent, but he's been kind of like, you know, hit or miss each week. But, I mean, if you're tied to Ryan Fitz fucking magic, you're going to be a tight end one going forward. As long as he's with, as long as Fitzpatrick is tied to the offense, and honestly, if Tua is on the offense too, Tua's got to have a city delf, and that city delf is going to be Mike Gusecki. He's 10 and 10 now, and I think it's going to be... He's going to finish the year as a top 10 tight end. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not sure what to say, oh, to say with the guy, but he's a freak athlete, and he's a huge resident threat. The important thing to mention is that we we finished running backs, so we're now at tight ends. Right, yeah, so Gusecki was tight end t- uh, 10... Tom has TJ Gronkinson. It's a, it's like a quiet Gronkinson. Uh, TJ Hawkinson. He he's just I I I love that everything that he's doing. I don't necessarily love his offense. I think that Stafford is a is a baller, and he's more to look towards Marvin Jones uh, and Kenny Galladay. But Hawkinson certainly has the attention of of Matt Stafford. He has been quietly one of the best values at tight end in the entire league. And I've always been a fan of him. I know that a lot of people have have looked at him. I can't even spell his name right correctly. I'm trying to look up his uh, his stats real quick. Sober, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to type it in, and I got Craig and I got Mango. Everybody just calling me a pussy or something. I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm not DJ Hawkinson. Hawkins. It's a great tight end. Grokinson. That's all I'm going to say. DJ Craig, I don't know. I don't even know. I, right, I, it's I my know. turn. I'm it's just my yelling. turn. It's your turn. Everybody, Everybody yell. Is. Loud noises. <laughs> yeah, Hawkinson is a very boring so far but consistent tight end one you know who's not every boring. fucking week you know who's not boring tight end eight 
Jimmy Graham, the old man himself, somehow is relevant again on a new team. He's pretty fucking boring. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Yes, he's freaking boring, but, but the entire look, position is boring. Good. But when you he's talk about good. when you talk about a, a story, the only thing he wasn't good of, is when we played him. It's my turn. Sorry, um, sorry, Craig. Tight end eight, and 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 he seems to be the number two um, weapon for Nick Foles. Right when he's been on the field, you know, it, we're talking ten targets the first time Foles played, and then five the last two weeks. You know, he's someone that he's really looking towards, and. You know, the 33-year-old veteran has really made himself known again. 21 fantasy points against Atlanta, 10 against Tampa Bay. Like, for whatever reason, Jimmy Graham is relevant. I I guess there's not much more to say than, you know, start a guy that's going to be a a a target in an offense. And he's the number two target. Yeah, I get this guy for you. Tight end seven. His name's Darren Waller. You might have heard of him. He's pretty all right at football. Uh... Nice, nice. Um, he's really the, I don't want to say the focal point because they've thrown to a lot of people in the uh, the Raider offense this year, but he should be the focal point going forward. He's the one guy who can match up and give you a mismatch across the board. If he's got a tight end on him, or sorry, if he's got a linebacker on him as a tight end or if he has a defensive back, he's going to have the advantage. He might be the fastest tight end in the league. I mean, Derek Carr like we talked about with our quarterback segment, has played out of his fucking mind this year. So if he can keep doing that, Darren Waller is going to see a fantastic uh, spike in production. On top of that, the Raiders as a team themselves have been fantastic. Like, vastly overperforming as far as I'm concerned. So I want to buy any shares of Waller I can get. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's in a good offense. I mean, Derek Hart sling the ball. Yeah, and with rugs back, it should only open up more space for him. It's a very long song. A great song. But Darren Waller is a great fantasy tight end. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. I mean, I, I just can't Derek wait to get to the website. This is a very long song. This is over an hour. Yeah, it's an hour song. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's an hour. <laughs> it's an hour song. It's a, you know what? Dude, Shout Drake. out to uh, PowerHourProject.com. I don't exactly know what's going on, but we're we're gonna roll with it. Hey, we're gonna roll with it. Uh, next tight end is a uh, tight end number six, I think. No Fant. Uh, no Fant got hurt last week, unfortunately, and he might miss this week. I mean, there might not be a game this week, but No Fant is a fantastic skill-wise tight end. You know, drafted out of the same college as T.J. Hawkinson, and with a and George Kittle. And Kittle. Well, I'm talking about Josh Holy shit. It's yeah. Insane. What a great... Iowa, I think oh, it's Iowa shit. State. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. Um, or, or Iowa. Wow. Iowa U. Anyways. Yeah, Hawkeyes. I'm saying Hawkins and him were the same draft class. Yes. No, I yes. know. Continue. Okay. Um, Drew Locke's back, but with Drew Locke being hurt, like, these, these rookie quarterbacks, sophomore year quarterbacks, Quarterbacks are going to have a safety valve, and that safety valve is always a tight end. It's always Noah Fan. I think Noah Fan, if he stays healthy, he can finish as a top six receiver. Sorry, top six tight end, and you you, you got this guy as a probably a back end tight end too. Ah, oh, Maki TDs, Maki Andrews. This guy's got it. 
Mark Andrews, the story of the touchdown. 20, 3.4, 3 3.7, 19.2, 14.6. Scotty, where do those two three-point weeks come in? Wait, what? So Mark Andrews. Yeah. 23-3-19-14. His two weeks of scoring three, he didn't score a what? A touchdown. Yeah. It's Mikey touchdowns. He's a touchdown fucking machine. He's a touchdown fucking machine. He's fucking tight end five. I don't fucking care if he's getting three three points in one week and 20 points in the other week. He's tight end fucking five. He's on a great offense. It's Marky TDs. Get yourself some TDs with Marky TDs. The swears are going to increase as we continue to make That's our a way how through you this power hour. That's a how you doing. We're about through three position groups, though, so we're, we're, we're doing pretty Trey, good. how you doing's Maki titties hey, on Maki titties. titties. Let's lead this into two Trey Hayatanians. Hayatanians. Because oh, we're you trying to, to get about, there. You want me to talk about a couple Tanians? I don't. No, we want Craig to talk me. about it. Right, you, can, you can talk about some Tanians. I'm going to tell you right now, Mark Andrews, one of the best tight ends in the league. He's I, Ohio right. State. Here we go. The Ohio State University. Wide receiver converted to tight end on the Green Bay Packers. Robert Tanyan had blown up in week four with 30.8 fantasy points. You're welcome if you listened. Tight end start of the week from me. Six receiving Six catches, 98 yards, and three touchdowns. Will that continue? No. Do you expect anyone to continue that? No. But what we're going to look at going forward is that MBS is not the guy that you're you're really looking for Aaron Rodgers to go to. It's Devontae Adams, and then it was probably going to be Alan Lazard, but he's going to be out for most of the season. So Robert Tanyan, like I said, converted wide receiver to tight end, is going to be someone that Aaron Rodgers is going to look at. And, and I think that we're going to be able to start to see that there's going to be a tight end here. He's 26, 6, 5, 240. We're talking a guy that should be on this team for quite some time while pe- the you, Packers you're are You're talking playing. about a couple two Trey Tonians. A couple two, two Trey I'm on it. The next tight end. He doesn't know. Tight end three on the season is Travis Kelsey. Travis known as Travis Kelsey. I mean, LaVisca Chanel, every single year he's in the top couple tight ends. He deserves to be there. He's in a fantastic offense. I hate him as a person. I think he's a garbage piece of shit, but he's a fantastic tight end in the NFL. And that's all that matters. He's going to give you 15-ish points a week, which usually can win you a contest. I mean, 14, 19 and a half, 11.7, 8.5, and 20.8 is fantastic output for a tight end in the NFL. If you're getting that from your tight end position week in and week out, you are very, very happy. Even if you reached on him, which a lot of people do, and probably draft him in the third fucking round. I don't ever think you should draft a tight end that high because you can grab guys that give you, you know, uh, seven-eighths of that production ten rounds later. But if you draft him there, you're probably happy with it. Ooh, we talking about this guy. tied. <laughs> Little Juno Smith doesn't blend well with the song, but I appreciate it. Juno <laughs> Smith. Juno Smith. Oh, we're doing Gino, Gino Smith. Nice. Gino Smith. Oh, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> you know who? You know Gino Smith did better without Adam Gase. Uh, no shit. All right. Yeah. No. no. All right. Uh, <laughs> so. I will eat crow because I did not think Jonu Smith would be a top 12 tight end. He's tight end number two. 
tell me that I was on right, a per Scott. game basis overall. He is tied at number one. Tell me I was right. You were right. You're right. You're completely right. Come I on. mean, trying to take a too. We did it. Did AJ? <laughs> we did it. Yeah, we're did in the, we're, AJ we're Brown top. being out help him? A million Absolutely. percent. Absolutely. But AJ Brown back. Boy, he, he pushes into a back end tied at one. Yeah. What a steal. We'll take that. Johnny Smith is a fucking freak. Have you seen this guy topless, man? All right, we're uh, going Daz, into the Daz sends, us, sends us pictures of topless NFL players. When they're time. working out, it's not weird. <laughs> well, I took a picture of this guy on his Instagram, totally following him. I try to look like him every day. Oh, uh, he's on Twitter. Okay, bro. Here, here's the thing. You only need 30 seconds to talk about this guy. It's George Kittle. He's a fucking monster. He, I don't think the song George, George yeah, Kittle. Oh. Would you rather right now today George Kittle or Travis Kelsey? Uh, George Kittle. 100% George Kittle. Because he's the he's not the, the only, only target. But the he's biggest the target, target where in Kansas yes. City it's Tyreek Hill and then Travis Kelsey. 99 spit, stamina yeah. Madden. Yeah, I don't know what his Madden Yeah, I don't give a fuck what Madden says. <laughs> to be honest. Gorgeous. <laughs> he's looking him up right now. Yeah. Well, George Kittle is your tight end number one on the year. Say speed. All right. Let's speed. get into the wide we're, we're through 60 players right now, just so everybody's aware. All right. Wide receivers now. Craig, we got 40 of them. Oh, I'm up. Wide receiver 40. This is where we're going. This is where we're ending. Wide receiver 40 is John Brown, someone who... Unfortunately, sat out this past week, but was really, you know, on pace for a pretty good year. Uh, and he should be continuing. Uh, his snap percentage was 93 in the first part of the year um, and then 87 in week four. So the guy is getting on the field uh, with the uh, QB4 on our, on our season, which is Josh Allen. The entire offense is thriving. And John Brown is someone that, yes, he did take a backseat to Stephon Diggs. However, he is someone that's also going to continue uh, to grow with this offense, getting uh, in the first two weeks somewhere around 75 yards per, or excuse me, yards per game, and and two touchdowns within those two weeks. So the guy can do well. Next wide receiver is wide receiver 39, Mike Williams, guy that I love, but he's only on this list because he had one good week. It's a little unfortunate. It was last week against New Orleans. Keenan Allen went out in the first quarter with a back injury. And Mike Williams, he, he was also hurt. So I wouldn't discredit him that much. He missed Corey. one game. He missed the game. A game and a half. But, no, yeah, no, he's, he, no, and he is dinged up, actually. We know that he has a torn labrum in his shoulder, and he's playing through it. So that is important to note. But I can only go off your production on the field every year. I, like, you decided to play. I need to judge you on a level playing field with everybody else. And you giving me... Nine points, two points, two points, zero, and then a 25 burger is not something I want to buy into. That being said, he is phenomenally talented, and if he can continue to produce that level, I want every share I can get of him because you can buy him super fucking well, even off 25 points. I like burgers. One more guy. Oh, I love burgers. Somebody get a burger right now? I got, I got a Marcus burger right now. Um, what is Super 28? Marcus Brown. Same kind of thing with Mike. Williams, buy him low. Buy him very fucking low because he's starting to produce. Week one, he had a great week, but like each week, he's getting more snappers in, so he's getting more healthy, more healthy. He has no touchdown on the season. But he does. 
I was going to say, Marquise Brown has one. had a sorry. solid one. year. One, sorry. Yeah. All right. So he has one touchdown last week. Um, but every single week since week one, he he is upping his snap percentage. And, I mean, he's not going to be the guy that you're going to start each week. To be, uh, He's a guy that you hope to get, like, 20-plus points each week. And I think that's a fast fucking minute. Star Marcus Brown. Oh, these are gonna get uh, <laughs> these are gonna get quicker. Cole Beasley comes in as wide receiver thirty-seven. John Brown's wide receiver forty. Cole Beasley's wide receiver thirty-seven. And I'm sure Stephon Diggs is somewhere on the top twelve. If this is not an indictment of Josh Allen, I don't know what else is. On a team that wants to run the football, Josh Allen has made. Three wide receivers in the top 40. Cole Beasley hasn't seen over 10 targets. Cole Beasley hasn't really done anything spectacular. But Cole Beasley is still your wide receiver 37. He's still a phenomenal flex play. He's still somebody worth rostering. And if you can sell him high, I would. Josh Allen is a good quarterback. That's that's how I'm going to end that. Yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, this guy called Beasley's good too. Just a little bit. A little bit. Not a whole lot, baby. All right. Bro. So rounding out the top three, the wide receiver three, the wide receiver thirty-six. Okay, this is where we're starting. This is where we're going. Would you expect it to be Michael Gallup, the third wide receiver in the offense for the Dallas Cowboys? Tom would have. He predicted no. 3,000 I'll tell you what. I'll tell you I what. Did. I did. Michael Gallup, Michael Gallup is a great football player. Unfortunately for fantasy football, CeeDee Lamb has been a little bit better. And Amari Cooper a little, is a lot a little, better. A uh, just, just bear with me while I discuss. Uh, but... Gallup has shown flashes that he can be a, 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 a talented wide receiver. He has a game this year against Seattle where he had 138 receiving yards, and then last week against the Giants, he had 73. Those are his top two performances. He has one touchdown on the year. It just seems as though that there's going to be a, a pattern going forward uh, with this wide receiver core that you don't really know who's going to be the guy. Um, and with Andy Dalton subbing in, it, it, it may be a little bit less. I wanted to let this song play out anyways. I fucking love this song. I know. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, C.D. Lamb is a better per-game scorer than Amari Cooper. LaVisca Chanel. Let me tell you a couple things about him. Two great things about him. He's doing everything on the fucking map. He's catching, he's catching balls. He's running balls. And doing too much stuff with balls, he's I guess. Passing balls, <laughs> but no, he's, he's he, got all the balls. He has looked like he is going to be an integral part of this Jaguars offense moving forward. He's looked effective in multiple different roles. I want to buy shares of him if I can because he looks very, very talented. And if you can get DJ Shark and him on the field at the same time healthy, you have found yourself a gem. Okay. Ooh, if you like. All right, my time. That was definitely quick. Brennan Ayuk. Why does he read 34? Um, I mean, it's a guy that I'm not going to start each week at, at, at all, but with the San Fran offense, you have no fucking idea what they're going to do each week. Ayuk, one in around route, he can easily score a touchdown. And, and, and he showed that. I mean, he. I said it before the offseason, he is Debo Samuel. And him and Debo Samuel are very, 
very identical, which scares the fuck out of me in the offense because they both they both want to succeed. I think one will. I think it's Brennan Ayuk. Um, I mean, it sucks that he is what is he worth thirty four? Because I don't have much to say about him. I like the guy, but uh, I'm not gonna start the guy or, or trust the guy in any league. No, me neither. Alright, I'm going to give a shout out to PowerHourProject.com Your app sucks It's okay We're, Yeah, they Our, our uh, timers have been counting a little faster and a little bit slower So every time everybody thinks it's going a little bit faster It's because the second is actually counting So it actually is Like normally I think I'm just yes. getting more drunker <laughs> right. There are certain points that go. That was so, thirty seconds. Man. So I get, I got about thirty seconds to touch on Keelan Cole, and I, and I do want to touch on Keelan Cole real quick. He started off real hot. Five, five receptions on five targets. Six receptions on seven targets. Then he went four catches on six. Four catches on five. Two catches on six. He scored some touchdowns, but Keelan Cole is about a fool's errand. Without DJ Shark on the field, Keelan Cole can be something. I would be selling Keelan Cole, especially if DJ Shark doesn't play this week. Fuck All right. Yeah. And this next guy, who is wide receiver 32, is on the hot seat. As a Patriots fan, Julian Edelman, you need to understand you can't just take plays off. He led the league in drops last year, and it's looking like he's going to lead the league in drops again this year. With Cam Newton not on the field, it looked as though that Julian Edelman really didn't care. And he's only at wide receiver 32 based on one performance, realistically, against the Seattle. He had 22 fantasy points. Before that, he had 10 against Miami, and then three against Vegas, and five against Kansas City. Let's see what you can do this weekend with Cam back on the field. It does look like they did have a, a pretty good connection. And, 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 and Cam wasn't on the field last week. So let's let's see what him and Cam can do going forward. But realistically, Edelman, show me that you can play and be a veteran, okay? Let's let's not try and take some plays off. We don't need another Randy Moss on this team. Yeah, you bum. Uh, you got receive a thirty-one. Timothy Patrick. I don't even know what to say about this guy. Who gives a fuck? The third. Like, <laughs> but I mean, who gives? A, no, okay, no, but he, honestly, no, he, honestly. Jerry Judy, obviously number one wide receiver there. KJ Everybody else again. is hurt, though. Yeah, no, KJ, KJ Hamler KJ, practice. So KJ Hamler and Tim Patrick going forward. So, right. If, if KJ Hamler is going to be on the field, I that it, it, it mitigates Tim Patrick's value. But if Tim Patrick is the second wide receiver, he has value. Uh, of course, it's Corlin Sutton's done for the year. Don't forget about that. He's done. So... Tim Patrick has showed up and played. He's got a lot of targets. And you got Drew, Drew Locke coming back. He put up numbers with fucking ripping, so good for him. But the second that KJ Hamler is back in that offense, I worry about what his role is going to be. That being said, he knows the offense. He's been effective. He's a, a big body wide receiver. I just don't know that he can do it long term. Can you say sell high? If he's on a team, yeah. <laughs> um, next one is... <laughs> what is... Uh, what is her 29? Or, yeah, uh, Justin Jefferson. I'm very high on Justin Jefferson going forward. I, I think he can easily finish as a top 24 receiver going forward. Um, I mean, every week he has had more snap... Tom, are you... All right, all right, piss. All right. 
So, <laughs> week three to five. Week, week three, 70%. Week five, 80% some percentages. Based on 54 on week one and two. Jer- Jefferson reminds me of a... Uh, a slight Odell Beckham his rookie year where I think he can fucking dominate that offense and really win you a championship. This is that was a song he picked in the bathroom. <laughs> I haven't heard my my two songs yet. <laughs> you might not hear him either. Um, alright. We talk buy low and we talk sell high. And then there's sell at a discount for what anything you could get for a player. DJ Moore is not the number one wide receiver in Carolina. He comes in as wide receiver 29. He was drafted as a top 12 wide receiver. DJ Moore is not anything right now. This Carolina team is going to be running through Mike Davis. Christian McCaffrey and Scotty the freed Robbie Anderson from Adam Gase DJ Moore is a fool's errand that last song was such a tough tune alright listen up people Emmanuel Sanders started off pretty slow but going forward you're gonna see what you saw the last three weeks which is 13 fantasy points 12 fantasy points and 18 fantasy points with Michael Thomas on the field though doesn't matter I think this is the first time Drew Brees actually gets two relevant wide receivers. Because Emmanuel Sanders is a veteran. They tried to do this with other rookies like a Brandon Cooks a long time ago or Traquan Smith, you know, when he came in. That guy stinks. I mean, okay. He, he, <laughs> he, subbed, he subbed in okay while Michael Thomas was out. But let me tell you, Michael Thomas and then adding in Emmanuel Sanders is actually something good for this team. Jared Cook, good for this team. Good for Emmanuel Sanders. This is something that I feel is going to be what you're going to see going forward. And 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 realistically, Sanders has seen 78% snap percentage in week two, 77, 73, 59. Emmanuel Sanders should be a guy you're looking at going forward. Hecky, yeah. Who's next? Scott moved my thing. Hey, that's right. I don't know. Um, Corey Davis, a guy after my own heart with a very similar name a little spelling difference has looked good he's looking for a contract they didn't pick up his option and now he wants to prove that he uh he deserves to get paid a little bit i don't know that he does to be fair with you but he's looked effective in the time he's been on the field he's been suffering from the covids for a couple weeks now and we got to see him come back to the offense but ryan Tannehill's been slinging his dick around the fucking field like a boss so as long as he keeps doing that, A.J. Brown takes some coverage off of Corey Davis. And John o. Smith still exists in the offense. Derrick Henry still exists in the offense. Adam Humphreys has been effective. There is no reason to believe. There is no reason to believe that Corey Davis isn't going to continue to be uh, an effective option in that offense. You, these, you these, missed the part where I said Derrick Henry was on base for there, there's, These, song, these cheers, songs cheers, are like cheers. 30 seconds now, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're not. Um... All right, next one is <laughs> Devon, Devonta Parker. Why Sick comment, but no. Devonta Parker, why is for 26? I mean, of course, he was hurt to start of the year, so week one was kind of a, you know, he, he was there as a decoy. 
but ever since um, he was on the field 88% of the time plus each week. And you saw what Devin Parker ended up last year as well as we were 10 or 11 in total. Um, again, as long as Ryan Fitz fucking magic is there, Devontae Pack Devontae Packer is going to have a fucking year if he sits healthy and he might be a free agent in some leagues, so pick him up. Ugh. Killing Ooh, it. Twiddle, baby. No, don't talk Love about, it, about it. Darius Slayton clocks in at wide receiver 25. Uh, off the back of two games out of five weeks. So Darius Slayton goes 25.2, 4.8, 4.8, 6.3, 16.9, 8.5, 8.7, 8.8, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 8.9, 
okay week three because he had a touchdown. If Juju is not catching touchdowns, he is not a fantasy starter. I I just think Juju is, is fool's gold. So it, if you have him on your team, trade him high now because Chase Claypool is going to ruin his status. Ruin his status. Um, last week, 4.8 points when Claypool had, what, 45, 48 points? Yeah. Trade you. I, I love this song. disagree with you wholeheartedly. That's fine. That's none of your business, not your guy. Cooper Cup. Yeah, just take my shot. <laughs> it's it's foam. I'm I'm gonna tell you something right it's now, foam. guys. It's only foam. So Cooper Cup, staple of the Rams offense, like. The guy, right? That's the guy he that he holds you want. the paper together. He should need it. Like you know, he's he's he is Jared Goff's boy, right? I mean, he he's the guy. <laughs> but no, he's not. But he stinks, Mike. <laughs> he has gone snap share 83, 86, 90, 86, 82. Why is Cooper Cup not on the field 95% of the time? So because McVay's a moron. And for that reason, Cooper Cup is wide receiver 21 on a per-game basis. And, Tom, you kind of said it right. Like, Cooper Cup is wide receiver 21. I mean, you set this guy out as, tw- as wide receiver 20s. I had and him low, right. and people laughed at me. I don't right, I don't want up. him to finish here. Wide receiver 20 is Terry Mick 20. And that is a pretty good thing for the guy who's got really no quarterback going to him. Because uh, Dwayne Haskins has been sat, and Kyle Allen got hurt, and Alex Smith is throwing the football. We don't really know what the heck is going on, but I'll tell you this. For the first four weeks, he has done a pretty good job. If you, if you did subtract the Rams game last week where he had to face Jalen Ramsey, I mean, what else is Jalen Ramsey going to do? Take the second wide receiver on, on Washington football team? Absolutely not. Terry McLaurin has done a very good job. He's getting somewhere around nine, maybe ten targets a game. Uh, you know, he has done a very, very good job. Talking 22 points to top. What? You gonna keep talking? Ah, nope, it's me. It's William, William Fuller coming in at wide receiver 19. He has been shockingly consistent. We talked about this on Podcast 99. Probably didn't listen to it because it was Mr. Irrelevant, but I'll reiterate it for you, bitch ass. He has given you 15, 13, 19, 13. And he has not done what he usually does, giving you 0, 30, 0, 28, 0, 40. So if he's going to be consistent in this Houston offense, you should be fucking stoked that he's wide receiver 19 right now. Deshaun Watson is now free of Bill O'Brien. The whole offense is clicking right now. I'm buying shares of Will Fuller, which I never would have pictured myself saying at any point in the past. I always thought, hey, you one big game, you'll get hurt, you'll be out. But here you are. He's killing it. Right, so a guy you can buy very low, where he's now in a... Next one is wide receiver uh, 18. Is that right? Um, Keenan Allen. Mainly because of last week, he got hurt pretty early. Um... But Justin Herbert, as long as he's quarterback and as long as Keenan Allen is healthy, 
Ian Allen is a wide receiver one each week. Uh, I mean, we've seen this last six years that everyone's scared of Ian Allen, but if he is on the field, he is going to put up numbers. The biggest thing is he hasn't he hasn't had that bone crushing injury in a few years now, which is nice. He was hurt last week. Yeah. Back spasms. Back spasms. Hopefully back That's a dehydration week. thing. Hopefully. I didn't worry about it. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I do think he's... Uh, I'm a little worried about so it. So here, here's, here's what I'm going to say about Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen had to deal with Tyrod. If Keenan Allen had Herbert for all five weeks, Keenan Allen would be far higher than where he is. Week one, five weeks. Yeah, five weeks. Yeah, sure. Um... I don't know how I get stuck with both Rams wide receivers. Sucks to suck. I get Robert Woods as wide receiver 17. Um, and I actually had Woods and Cup both lower than where they currently are. However, I had Cup lower than Woods when I did my when I ranked out the stats. This offense isn't exactly an offense I want to be buying into. If Robert Woods is going to continue to return what he's returning, I will buy Robert Woods over Cooper Cup. I'm selling Cooper Cup. I'm buying Robert Woods. Robert Woods is, has put up over 70 yards in the in in passing three of the of the past five weeks. Next, can I can I just real quick before you go on to your next? I want no part of the Rams offense. I'm just going to throw that one out there. Cheers. Next up, wide receiver 16 on the season, Amari Cooper, the number one wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. Looks like he actually, if you really consider all the wide receivers part of the Dallas Cowboys offense, he takes a step down because we actually thought that he might be wide receiver nine. But that's because of C.D. Lamb and a little bit of Gallup. Not much, but a lot of C.D. Lamb. Oh, a lot of C.D. Lamb. Which is a taken away. A lot of C.D. Lamb. Which is taken away from Ari Cooper, who has definitely had a more consistent season than you would ever think of. Because guess what? He's averaging 13 points on the season, and in the first three weeks, he went 13, 13, 13, exactly. So this is a guy that you can definitely count on. This is definitely a guy that you want to buy. And your wide receiver, 15. Craig touched on for a second there. C.D. Lamb. Makes perfect sense. He's, He's right next Cooper? to Amari Cooper. Yes. You wow. would be shocked, right? Last you week. Sh- and you should be shocked. Yeah. But he's kind of had more up and downs than Amari. I think Amari's the more consistent guy like you touched on. But C.D. has shown up, and he's given you those big bombs that you expected somebody to get. We didn't know if it was going to be him or Gallup. It's been him. So Tom's prediction that 3,000-yard receivers is still not out of – it's not far-fetched. Could still happen. we gotta see, we got to see what Can Andy I, Dalton does next week. Let me let me get in on CD real quick. Let me get in on CD. CD's – I figured you'd want to. Yard after catch, 12th in the NFL. CD is a fucking monster. He is I wish absolutely I fucking took him over, team. Judy. I'm going to shoot myself. If, if, CD Lamb is one of the best wide receivers in this league. It does not shock me that CD is wide receiver 15. Absolutely not. I had him inside the 20. People laughed at me. CD is incredibly talented. It shocks me he's over Cooper. That I will say. Yeah. Yup. I mean, you know who's you know who's not shocked? Jerry Jones. He knew he wanted him drafted. I know he, it sucks he, that Dak Prescott got hurt because yeah. Dak could have produced 
two top 12 wide receivers, and this would have been probably three top 20 wide receivers. When you talk about we had talked about we had talked about MVPs, Russell Wilson would have got snubbed by Dak Prescott had he been healthy. Oh, it would have been another another year of the Russell. It would. It would have been. And mine, uh, Thomas, I'm going on right now. Uh, well, uh, power, uh, powerhourproject.com, they, again, could not get us past 50 songs. So uh, we'll continue sorry. to talk about CD. And then, no, Scotty, no. we're going to go right into your who, guy. Your guy? We got another, they just don't uh, know that we're out here living this yeah, hardcore so they, baller I, lifestyle to 100-minute power hours. You know, it's so funny because I love their support team. They're just like, oh, yeah, no, fuck it. Let us know if something's wrong. It's like, yeah, no, I had two issues Count one, one like night. It's funny. CD it's a power hours. hour, but they can't get us past 50 minutes. Right. No. So how do but they do once a power hour? As com. soon as I hear the song, I'll talk about Maybe they should do guy. a power 50 yeah, minutes. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's coming. It's coming. No, Powerhour.com. Allen Robinson, the second. Yeah. So Allen fucking Robinson, he is wide receiver 14 right now on one of the worst offenses in the entire league. I feel so fucking bad for this guy. I do. And, and I think we can all agree that Allen Robinson is a top 10 wise receiver in the NFL. Put the Alan fact Robinson. that he's putting this these numbers up right now with Trubisky and then Nick, Nick Foles, Foles like like and then like put this guy on the right team. He is a top tier receiver. If you like the Patriots, if you don't have Allen Robinson right now, I would trade for him right now because Nick Foles is going to. Chuck the ball to him because David Montgomery's not doing the job. The ring of fire. Ooh, tough tune. I fell into a burning, burning ring, ring of fire. fire. Not gonna lie, the uh, burning ring of hiccups has hit me. Oh boy, that's the not what you want. Tom, you're up. The burning ring of me puking everywhere is coming in two seconds. You know what? You're fine. I don't. I, I, I'm good. We're on. We're on player 88. Odell Beckham Jr. ODB. He is back. The, the old dirty bastard. <laughs> Inspector Deck Raekwon the Chef. Odell. Here, here's the thing with Odell. And and again, shout out to PowerHourProject.com. You suck. Odell always was this playmaker, right? Like, he was never your consistent 15 to 18 point guy. That wasn't what he was. He was 9 points to 40 fucking 5. Like, he was 6 to midnight every fucking game. And that's what you're seeing with Odell right now in this offense. And you see Cleveland manufacturing the ball to Odell. You want to be an Odell owner right now. Wide receiver 13. Wide receiver 12 starting off the wide receiver 1s was my breakout player last year, which might be, not sure yet, we'll see the wide receiver 2 on the Seattle Seahawks. Currently the wide receiver 1, but DK Metcalf is making a push. Wide receiver Tyler Lockett coming in at wide receiver 12. He has shown up the first three weeks at 13 fantasy points, 16 fantasy points, and then it was 32 fantasy points, which is a great thing that you want out of your wide receiver once. However, he followed up the performance with five and six. So what we want to see out of Tyler Lockett is more consistency. But what I t- will tell you is that with the MVP candidate, Russell Wilson, you will see a constant volume for Russell uh, for Tyler Lockett. 
and Craig, um, again from last year, um, Lockett versus A Rob. Bet is very close still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we'll talk about it later. Um, wide receiver 11? Robbie Anderson? Robert so Anderson? You're talking about a guy that was undrafted in almost all leagues. And Scotty, Scotty, what's so weird? Who was his coach last year? A dumb gaze. A dumb gaze. So, (laughs) that's your boy, Scotty. We all said, well, not all said, I said, new head coach in Carolina, new quarterback. Why is everyone saying DJ Moore's can, like, the, the guy? I said, Anderson could be the guy, and he's the guy. He's the fucking guy. He's RB. He's a top 12 wide receiver. Sorry. Uh, wide receiver uh, one, baby. That's a wide receiver one, Scotty. You drafted that. I called it. I four. fucking called it. Let's I, go. Scotty, Dallas, I fucking love it. This guy. You might have heard of him. Michael <laughs> Evans. It's a couple two tries. How you doing? Wide receiver yeah, 10. Shoot him. Couple two yards, two TDs. <laughs> That's exactly That's what I was going to talk about. His, oh, two yards, three titties? How's his, that work His out? yardage has not really been there. He's had a couple oh, big games no. with big yardage. I'll give him that. But he has turned his catches into touchdowns, and that's what's important in fantasy. Let's be honest. He's a big body in the red zone, and Tom Brady fucking loves the guy. So you start him every week. Every week he's so, healthy. You play, the, you play him. We play him with confidence. Like, I don't care if he has two catches for three yards and two touchdowns. That, that's good. That's a good fantasy. That's that's 12, uh, 13 points on points. It's Don't a win. Math. It's yeah. a win. It's a plus. I'm glad that one was short. Oh, Alan Lazard tried hard, baby. Who's up? This sucks. Who's, who's up? Tom. Tommy. Alan Lazard comes in as our wide receiver nine. Okay, we're we're at week six. I get that. He's only played three weeks. I get that. For a guy who went undrafted in most drafts to find himself at wide receiver nine is doing something special. Should have listened to us, friend of the program. We we have been toting Alan Lazard for a while. I mean, you can even look back two years ago. We've been talking about Alan Lazard. He was a sleeper of ours last year. Major. We didn't even call him a sleeper this year because we just thought it was obvious he was going to be drafted. Alan Lazard, when he's healthy, he's probably dropped in your league. Pick him up, put him on, on your IR. Alan Lazard's going to be a problem. So what we're talking about a problem. What we're talking about is average points per week through at least minimum three weeks. This is where we're, our rankings are getting, and this is where we're at. We just talked about Alan Lazard. Yes, he's out. And then we're going to be talking about Chase Claypool as wide receiver eight. Wide receiver eight. Do you hear that? There's a lot of talented, talented well, veteran wide receivers out there that would have more fantasy points than what you would think Chase Claypool has, but the Pittsburgh Steelers have done it again. They have found a wide receiver that is going to be able to take over the game in such a way that you would not expect. Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster, and here we are with Chase Claypool, a totally different type, 6'4", 230, but the guy went off for 40 points last week, and with Cleveland this week, I would expect some pretty decent numbers. 
Yup. Stephon Diggs, wide receiver seven. The big questions coming into the season were, or was, I don't know, are Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs going to be able to get on the same page? Yup. Big (laughs) fucking yes. Stephon Diggs gone. 12.6, 25.3, 12.9, 14.5, 15.6. Dude has not had a bum game. Which you cannot say about his time in uh, in Minnesota. When he was out there, he was going 30-0-38. He's been consistently effective, and that's why you see him a wide receiver 7 on the year right now. And there's no signs he's going to slow down. Josh Allen's slinging the ball around, and he's slinging it at Stephon Diggs week in, week out. He has not had an injury issue. He's not had a COVID issue. Start the sky every fucking day you can. Okay, hands down. And the next guy is Tyreek Hill. Why is it for six? I mean, um, or, wait, five or six? Yeah, six. Who are you um, He's six. He's yeah, six. six. Yeah, okay. Um, so he's, he hasn't had that big burnout game, but he has been surprisingly one of the most consistent wide receivers in the entire NFL. He has not had over 13 points less, less than 100 points in any league. He is not going over 20 points in any league. What are you saying? He hasn't been less than 13 or more than 20. Or more than 20. He's been consistent. Consistent, which is very rare for Tyree. If he can break that 20 threshold, he can yeah, easily, right, but he needs to get a top two. By this point in the season, he usually has a 38-point week. Game, yeah. but not yet. But he's still there. He's still there. Well, we there's a there's a handful of guys we all thought would fit that role. Baby, Tyreek Hill now. DeAndre Hopkins. Funny guy. A lot of people would have sat funny, here. Yeah, funny like a clown. A lot of people would have sat here and said Devontae Adams is number two after Michael Thomas. Tyree kills there. You know, you got a handful of other guys that aren't there, and, and DeAndre Hawkins is that wide receiver ten. Yeah, DeAndre Hawkins is a wide receiver five. He's really good at football, and I I, I encourage everyone to continue to view him. As a top five wide receiver, if not even a top two wide receiver. DeAndre Hawkins is a talented player. I agree completely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the last one I get to talk about. It's been a pleasure. Wide receiver four on the season, Calvin Ridley. Averaging 17 fantasy points on the year when he has played and even at times unhealthy, has not really gone below 14 fantasy points in other times around the 30-25 uh, benchmark. He has seen double-digit targets in all the games that he has been healthy, which is something that you just can't talk about with many players throughout NFL in the last 100 years. This is where we're at, people. Calvin Ridley is taking over. Calvin Ridley might be the wide receiver one on this team. Julio Jones is an all-world talent. We've loved to see him the last decade, but guess what? There's a new guy in town. Is this the Roddy White? Kevin Roddy Ridley? White. Uh, yeah, it very well might be. All right. 
DK Metcalf. Wide receiver three on the year. I don't think anybody saw that coming. We all thought he might have a breakout year, whatever. Wide receiver three. I was three. thinking 10 That's a was, his, was, his, was his fucking ceiling. He is wide receiver three right now. Uh, 17 and a half, 17.2, 17, 12.6, 24.3. Not only has he been nasty, he's been consistently nasty. No bad weeks. Russell Wilson being at the top of his game has obviously helped him a lot. But even between DK and Tyler Watkins, DK seems to be the guy to own. Which is freaking nuts. But he's a big body guy. He runs every round in the route tree. He's clearly improved his game. You saw that catch against Stephon Gilmore in one-on-one coverage against the Patriots. And that right there was like, I looked up at that catch and I went, this guy's fucking legit. Uh, he's the number one receiver. I, I mean, like, I could lock him up, but like, Stephon Gilmore can. All right. Wide receiver two. There's no closing timer now with Adam Thielen, which is what a lot of fancy players thought with Adam Thielen. Like, you can't trust this guy at all. We had him ranked high, I think, in the teens. I had him at nine. I had him at, like, for 15 or I think we all had we all him below 20, and I think a lot of experts had him way over 20. He's wise for a tour now. Adam Thielen. There's no Savon Diggs there. I, I mean, there's Jefferson there, but, like, Thielen is the guy there. And, and if you slept on Thielen, then that sucks, because I did. And I regret not charging him in, like, the third or fourth round in, in, in any draft, but... Thielen is the guy to own in the Vikings, and he he's going to finish. Not sure top two, but top ten, top top six probably. If I told you number one wide receiver on a per game basis, who would you say it was? Never would have guessed this. I would have guessed MT, but he's not. Definitely wouldn't be a Jets player. Jamison Crowder. Ugh. Can I tell you? Let me. It's tell gonna you be the perfect time for me to actually. Let me. Do. Let me tell you something about Jamison Crowder. He has not had less than 10 targets. He is so good, though. He hasn't had less than 100 yards in a game. And he has scored two out of three weeks that he's played. Isn't it crazy that Crowder is what is your one? You know why I hate this? Fucking amazing. Why? You know why I hate this? This is an Adam Gaze player. Well, look at what Jarvis Landry did with Gaze. What can you do without him? It's crazy. He likes that brand new bow on that brand new pin. This is the end. Kill music. Kill, kill. This is the end. This is the end of the. Uh, hey, of the century. Hey, shelfies, if you had stuck it out, thank you. We appreciate you. Oh, this is there's a lot of I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys right now. We are about at two hours. Hey, we you're thank welcome. you. You're welcome. So no, I say thank. You. Shout out <laughs> to <laughs> we're we're at two hours and ten minutes. I hope so, you enjoyed it. I hope you had some. So fun. shout out to PowerHourProject.com. Yeah. Your application does not work because right. I picked ninety songs and we're at two hours Fuck and ten minutes yeah. right now. Pod Dude, one hundred is a bad. big deal for us. We appreciate everyone that. Yeah, listens. if you suck it out, we appreciate you. Please. Comment. Tell us about what you hold thought on. about our rankings. Hold on. Top shelf. FNTS. What are we holding on for? We're gonna we're gonna hold on for us 
for a second. Scotty. Well, I can get my what? For out. what? Prime Hold promo on. code. I know, right? Like you can hundred percent off. Could think about it later. Can we check one up tonight and then somebody get it? No. I mean, yes. If All right. If somebody off. has listened to two hundred and promo code two hours in in. 11 minutes of this. Promo, promo code, code WAP. I was going to say promo yes. code Centurion. Yes. No, okay. no. WAP. Promo like code WAP. Like W-A-P. W-A-P. I'll do it tomorrow. 100% off. Anything Whatever you order. Want. One. It's Anything you want. Guaranteed. And when we get the capability to get you to call in, you're calling in. Yeah. WAP is. I just can't believe we, we got a promo code nobody even used it. So if you get that 100%. at the end, you get a free... Shirt, Everything hat, you order, hundred percent off you your hundred percent off your whole purchase. I mean, if you would do the free, I mean, thing. anybody get an issue with that? I mean, no, I, I, I'm telling you right now, somebody listening to two hours of this, they deserve hundred percent off your entire order, whatever's in your cart, free whatever, w a whatever you want, do it one item. Love y'all, whatever's in your cart. No, I'll cover one item. I'll cover it. Okay, Peace to the okay. <laughs> cease. You know what? Honestly, <laughs> all right. Whatever's in your car, sure. they they, they can't. It's whatever. <laughs> right. You also gotta we tell me are... what my breakout player is. Craig, top we shelf. are. Who are we? We are top shelf fantasy. Hey, hey. Corey, Corey, who are we? Top shelf fantasy. Scotty, who are we? Sexiest motherfuckers ever. <laughs> hey, Tom, who are we? How you doing? How you stay doing? fluid, stay loose. Top shelf fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.